I used to produce movies. One critic called them European. I thought they were shit. Bullshit! We do not make B pictures here at Capitol. So it's kind of a psychic political thriller comedy with a heart. But it doesn't make any sense, okay? It's fucking stupid. Okay, there actually has to be something that happens that's actually funny. Now, what is the one thing, if you put it in a movie, it'll be successful? Tits. That is funny. <laughs> I can take you through it step by step, explain why your story stinks. But I won't insult your intelligence. There ain't no goddamn taste. Ain't no goddamn motion picture. Why are you still in character? I love that you keep your notes in like a grade school composition book with like a marbled black and white cover as if it's like like gonna find your like times tables in there oh yeah no well no I don't have that what I have is I have my notes uh, uh, for the movie and then I have my manifesto I'm writing Uh, I don't know if you can see here so okay, just no one, no one has ever taken any manifesto seriously. But just the idea that like you would think mine is going to be the one to break through, like not the Unabomber, not Marx and Engels, me. I'm going to be the one, and I'm going to do it in a grade nine chemistry marbled black and white composition book. I'm not going to type it. I'm going to write it out in my like adolescent long hand, like big block letters, arachnid print, like this is gonna be the one that does it. I'm gonna change people's yeah. minds. They're gonna they're gonna make photocopies of this. This is gonna be the in the Smithsonian Museum of American History, except it's not gonna be called that. It's gonna be the Smithsonian Museum of Matt History. It's just gonna be all dedicated to you. Throw all that old shit out. This little composition notebook is gonna change history. Well, I was gonna, I was gonna use your last name, but I stopped myself. Oh, well, thank you. Well, 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 Rob, I have an answer to that. You know, my answer to that is. I'm listening. Oh, that was really hot. That tea is really hot. That's right. That's right. That's right. How do you think? Do you, do you think that that was just a coincidence, Rob? That you just got burned right there. I'm on another plane of existence, buddy. I can transcend space and time. I'm in the fourth dimension right now. All right. Well, your See audio that. and video I'm are like... actually badly out of sync right now. So. <laughs> okay. So All yeah. Right. All right. Anyway, All right. so maybe... hello, hello, and welcome to you're gonna hate it. This is a movie <laughs> podcast. My name is Rob. I almost said my name is Matt. Your name is Matt. <laughs> I did it again. I did it again. Don't ever test my power, Matt. Each week, uh, we sign is... the. Your name is Matt. Know my name. I said your name is Matt because I, no, I said, you said uh, your name was Matt. No, I said. If 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 anyone doesn't have the memory capacity to remember what I said, just hit that little rewind 15 seconds button. What you'll hear is me saying, my name is Rob, and then saying, I almost said my name is Matt. Your name is Matt. Don't believe his lies, people. Don't believe his lies. Rob, Rob, Rob is an inveterate liar, a word I don't know the meaning of and cannot spell, but it doesn't matter because truth doesn't matter anymore. All that matters is play the back the tape. Play back the tape. tape Do not play back the tape. Anyway. The- the, everything is a lie. Do not every trust week, the mustachioed every man. Week. They don't know I have a mustache. This is an audio format. They don't know that I look like Fat Super Mario. 
Super Mario was bad. I'm. I know. I'm just. I'm You've really insulting myself. You've never played the game. No, no. I'm, I'm, I should have said fatter Super Mario. But well, how dare? How dare you? How dare you? You're. 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 You're in the manifesto, Rob. You cannot be insulted. You're going to get sink one day. I don't. I have no response to that. Anyway, every week, we, each of us assigns <laughs> the other one a movie to watch that we think they are going. to <laughs> I know okay, that I you hit the mark. Myself. I know that you hit the mark this week. I, we'll, I, I don't know if I did. I have yet to really like get you with one. Like I'm hoping this might be it. Don't let me know quite yet. But okay, I'm hoping okay, this is the week. So okay, wait. I pinned myself. Cancel the spotlight. No, I've messed this up. Have... Keep talking. Keep talking. Vamp. Damn it. No, I'm spotlighting you. I don't want to have to look at your. Okay, so you've got you've got you've called in twice. Once on your phone, once on your computer, and the phone which you're using for audio, you just for because you have the video off, it just shows you're like a picture of you doing the soy face, which I just don't <laughs> want to look at. I mean, I don't Why really want to look at the like. You can actual... hide. You can hide non-video participants. If you knew anything, if you ever read a fucking book in your life, you would know this one very simple thing, Rob. I, I this, see. This is why my manifesto will be in the national. Madsonian and why your manifesto will be in the garbage can. I can also mute you. I can just do that because I'm the host here. I can just I can just turn off your your audio entirely. Yeah, he's just he's he's going he's going strong right now. But I don't I don't know what he's saying. Yeah, he's so mad. I love this. Anyway, yeah. Oh my god, this sucks. This is terrible. I'm waking up my children. This is how you You're treat just... a man. Look look at the manifesto. Look if you look at the manifesto. Listen, I don't because I, don't I, I feel like I feel like even like reading a sentence of it will make me like uh, like it, it will be considered like it, it'll make me an accessory if I read any part of it. <laughs> it's it's. I listen, don't know gonna, an accessory to what, and I don't want to know. Don't worry, At, all Matt, the only way time. the only way to keep me from testifying against you in court is for me to either have no knowledge or us or for us to get married. And I know which I, I, one. I know which one I am willing to do. What? Yeah. Rob, I don't know how to tell you this, but listen. See this silicone ring right here? I mean, it comes off, but I was going to say it doesn't come off. It can come off. It's not going to, but I'm saying that there is the possibility of that. My point being, Rob, is that I'm going to tell you something. You don't take a long, hard look at yourself, like a real long, hard look at yourself until you have a few pages written of a handwritten manifesto. That's when you start to kind of ask yourself some questions. And so far, the only question I've asked myself is, can I get any cooler? And I don't think it's possible. I think this is the coolest I'll ever be. So I just I want I want the listeners to know that you to punctuate that sentence, you tried to flip a little mechanical pencil that you had and catch it just to look look like extra cool, give it that little bit of like Han Solo flair. With also without looking at it, you just kept staring into the camera to be even cooler. And you just totally whipped it. You totally whipped it. Like just could not have missed any harder. Perfect punctuation mark to that. So, so with that, I will say, <laughs> the first movie we are here to discuss is uh, Dogtooth. I forgot we talked about movies. Wait, we're talking about Dogtooth first? All right, let's do it. I got, I got notes. This is, this is like the eighth of these we've done. It's not the eighth. I forgot, like I forgot who, who assigned Dogtooth. Are you okay? Legitimately, are you okay? <laughs> Well, I don't want well, this for more than a month. Well, I mean, yeah, but you know, 
what is time really? Okay, just for some reason, you like walk, being able to like walk around as you speak. Like normally, you're in a chair. Like you're normally out on your balcony, so I and it's dark, so I can't really see you. You like you put your computer like on a, on a desk or something, and are just like want like walking on a, on a changing table. Yeah, you're in your child's, you're like your children's room, and just having yep. your hands free, being on your feet, has just given you the extra energy to just vamp. It's just I don't like it. So ready, so ready. Okay. Let's talk dog teeth. I got a page of notes. Don't- Ένα παιδί είναι έτοιμο να φύγει από το σπίτι του όταν. Πέσει ο δεξιό κοινόδοχο. Μόνο τότε ο οργανισμό είναι έτοιμο να αντιμετωπίσει όλου του κινδύνου που παρεφυλάνε. παιδιά να πάρουν τα λάθος ερεθίσματα και να δημιουργήσουν το λάθος χαρακτήρα. Πραγματικά σου το εύχομαι. Okay, so Dogtooth from 2008, I believe, directed by Yorgos. 2009. 2009. That was going to be my second guess. Well, so. well, your first was wrong. My first was right. So, I, I don't know. Seems like, seems like I'm already winning this one. Okay. Anyway, so this was. Let's uh, keep it scored at home. It's one nothing, Matt. We're not counting the pen thing. Continue. Continue. What? Come on. This is your time. Go ahead. <laughs> so this is Yorgos Lanthimos's, I believe, his second uh, feature film, but was kind of his breakout. Like it, it was like a big, big hit at con. Like you know, kind of like got a, got him a lot of attention. Like uh, he made one film after this. He's Greek. He made one more film in Greece after this before relocating to Hollywood. Or, you, you know, he's not like a major. Yeah, you know, made a couple of like uh, fairly prominent like indie films, The Lobster and Killing mm-hmm. of a Sacred Deer. And then a couple of years Oh, that ago, was him? Yeah. He also, he made- I only, The only thing I know about that movie is that, is that what's your name jerks off a guy in a car and I've seen that scene and that's the only one. <laughs> that's yeah that's the whole movie what's her name jerking yeah. off a guy in the car that's yeah that's about the best you watch that scene it. you got the movie there you go i that's actually one of his that i haven't seen um i've seen most of his movies um but you were a cinephile anyway probably his best known was was the favorite which came out a couple of years ago um got like got a bunch of oscar buzz the olivia coleman no won idea. best actress for it um don't know who that is. Was well, she the like, one on Doctor Who? I don't know. She's she's an English actress. She's in a lot of stuff. She's now she one of brown hair. Yes. Does oh, that yeah. does that she narrow it down sure. for you? I think I think so. Yeah. No, they all got she like very, red She hair. very well could have been. Um, she was also I she in was. like. Uh, I think she's in the Crown. Maybe I've never seen that because I don't. I don't I've never. That would mean nothing to me. Which um, Crown? Uh, she was in. Uh, what's that show? Um. Doctor Who. Phoebe Waller Boot. <laughs> um, uh, Fleabag. She was in Fleabag, um, which is a good show. Also, um, I haven't seen it. Don't know what it is. 
I liked the first season better than the second season. Everyone else seems to disagree. But anyway, she's a great actress. We are completely off the rails here. We're discussing like an actress from another movie. But anyway, you, you are. Some... I'm, I'm on the me. I'm on the rails. I'm one of those old push carts. If you want to see historical lesbianism, check out The Favorite. Um, Okay, okay, well, never mind, back in. Yeah, (laughs) and also, like, gout. There's a lot of, like, gout and and lesbianism. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's my type of movie. Sometimes within the same scene. Like, there's some Gout's so funny. Wait, how do you get gout again? You get gout by, like, not eating enough beans or something? (laughs) Yeah, that's it. It's not, it's an insufficiency of beans. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's something it's something it's something you don't eat enough beans that's why kings are always getting bouts and hobos are never getting it exactly name one hobo with gout you can't you can't iron inside willy never gout all right okay. listen king, okay. king king rat tooth no gout all right uh uh fucking henry the eighth that motherfucker had gout like crazy all he did was eat turkey legs do you ever see eating beans never do he had just, just once things. like been under a under a bridge, a railroad bridge, like slicing up a bean, sharing half yeah. of it with his little cricket friend. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, fine. exactly. Anyway, exactly. we are way far afield. The, the point that I was making is just that the director of Dogtooth, Yorgos Lanthimos, has gone on to be like a fairly like prominent like independent director now working in America. Like he's he's I've a, never he's, heard a of he's a name now. Yeah, I mean you haven't heard of any of these people, but if you know if you I've heard of like, some of them. Who had you heard of before this? Okay. Mean well, oh. don't ask me his first name. <laughs> <laughs> Not fair. Anyway, I, I so, didn't come for the gotcha. Anyway, continue. but this this was kind of his breakthrough. You know, this is kind of a this is a you know a, it was not this a was movie his that, breakthrough. Yeah, I mean, okay. Again, we're not we're, okay. Okay. We, we're, okay. No, we're not fine. talking. We're not talking in terms of like movies that made a hundred million dollars, but like movies that like made a splash on the like film festival circuit. Like you know, yeah. Yeah, they, it, this won the Heart of Sarajevo Award. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's true. It did. Okay. It won yeah. a couple of awards. It won like... the, it went, the Pan-Hellenic uh, Academy Awards. Okay. It also... Swept it also, them. Swept it also, them almost. It, it also won a major prize at Cannes. Um, it was... Yeah, in, yeah. Uh, the pre-de-de-de-de-fucking... De, 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 uh, um, 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 regard. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. That's yeah, no, it, it literally, yeah, it literally won the award for like weird movies. They've got like that, a whole section right. dedicated yeah. to like yeah. we don't quite know how to right. categorize these, but they're exactly. worth checking out. It won the, it won the award I, I, for that. So, exactly. as a Frenchman, let me just let me just let me just translate real quick. Oh uh, regard uh, means the prize of a certain regard. So there you go. Thank you. Well, the the point You're is welcome. it's. But I think that's a good way to approach it because it is it is just kind of a weird movie. Um, oh my god, he's doing fucking jumping jacks now. This we we have been talking about so, how this has been no, getting okay, like progressively okay, so dog more tooth. disorganized. Let's talk about dog tooth. Would you talk about dog tooth already? I'm waiting for you. You're the one talking about awards. All right. Well, so I had a, a thought that I was working towards, and it just the moment you started jump doing jumping jacks, it, it disappeared. I was transitioning from talking about Khan to talking about this movie with the segue that I think it's, it makes sense that this is, this basically won their award for weird movies. Cause it's a weird yeah. movie. You know, it's oh, yeah. uh, the setup of the movie is it, it, it's set entirely or almost entirely in this 
amongst this this one particular Greek family where the uh, mm-hmm. there's a mom, a dad, a son, and two daughters. Um, mm-hmm. And the setup is that the uh, the mother and father keep the the children pretty much entirely in isolation. They have never, as, as best as we can tell, they have never left the compound that the family lives in. You know, if they're fairly well off. You know, they've got at least well enough to inf- to afford a walled compound in mm-hmm. in, in Greece, in, which... in Greece somewhere. They don't specify exactly yeah. where in the country, and it's not really important. You know. Um, yeah. Because yeah. cause the film does seem to kind of take place a little bit outside of like ordinary space and time. Like yes. that a little bit more in, in, in getting to that more in a little bit, but it, it, it very much does operate to a certain extent on the level of like parable or fable or something like that. You know, I think mm-hmm. there's a pretty strong like biblical undertone. Um, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Perhaps a limerick. <laughs> Matt, Matt has his brow furrowed. He's, he's trying to look very serious as he agrees. But anyway, so this this is perhaps a limerick. Yeah, you know, perhaps a limerick. It could, could be a yarn, even. Um, other names for stories, you know, a spiel, one could say. Well, I would say, you know, as, as my ethnicity requires. Um, really don't like how you're making me vamp right now. <laughs> there once was a man from Thessalonica. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't. I, I, I'm not. I, I don't have a second line. I'm not inventing a whole limerick here on this. What? But there once was a man from Nantucket whose dick was so. Um, I actually don't remember how that ends either. It's not even a bit. I actually, my mind went blank. Anyway, so anyway, dog tooth. Yeah. So there's this family. It's not what that tooth is called, by the way. Fun fact. Called a canine. Which I guess means dog food. Anyway, continue. Jesus. Okay, so the uh, the parents haven't worked out, so the children are, you know, they live in complete isolation. And they, they have essentially, like, they can define reality however they want it to the children. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, the opening scene of the film is essentially, it seems like they, they give the, the children, like, a vocabulary lesson every morning. And so the, they're giving them words, like, I think it's like, getaway and seashore like things that they have not actually encountered in the world like concepts mm-hmm. that they're unfamiliar with like they've never taken a vacation they've never been to the ocean and so it's the the mother defining these words as like it's like a type of flower uh is what the ocean is you know um mm-hmm. so basically there's this idea introduced early on that like they don't want these children to like encounter any ideas that would like break the like yeah. careful reality they have constructed for these yeah. kids. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they're really, excursion. Paranoid. yeah. Yeah. Excursion, no, no, I was gonna is, say, yeah, excursion is a hardwood floor. Uh, telephone yes. is, is salt. Yeah. Yeah. But in Greek. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, <clears throat> so they're very careful about like the, the outside influences that he's doing lunges now. We're just going to keep going though. Um, <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't, yeah, don't say my, my groin hurt. Don't worry about it. It's an old engine. So they're very, they're, it's like they are hyper protective of these children. You know, they have a, they are as cloistered as they could possibly be. You know, they are living in pretty much an entirely invented reality that exists entirely within the walls of these compound, this compound, you know, they have no real exposure to the outside world. You know, there's a, a scene where like they see an airplane flying overhead and they clearly have this game where they've like, They've they've told the children like every if if it if the airplane falls out of the sky you win a prize and every once in a while they like toss a toy airplane into the yard and that's just what they think it is like they don't 
they're they're completely sheltered from reality you know yes yeah and these kids are like in their 20s like yeah early 20s at this point yeah they're they're not really kids anymore they just they feel like kids because they don't have any exposure to reality essentially yeah yeah the only tv they get to watch is like family movies yeah like home movies yeah yeah, they don't, as far as I know, there there really, there is no, out, I mean, they know that there is an outside world, but they have no idea yeah. what it's like. You know, they've been led yeah. to believe that it is a place of danger and, mm-hmm. you know, and misery. And that to, to, yeah. to brave it, you have to, you know, have received like, you have to be like at the peak of maturity that, you know, they could never really actually hope to realistically attain. You know, they, they've told them that once you're your dog tooth falls out or your canine, then you can begin mm-hmm. to like venture outside. One- once it falls out, you're ready. And then once it grows back, then you can leave. Right. Yeah. So mm-hmm. essentially they have given them an impossible hoop to jump yeah. through. Yeah. Um, so never leave the house. That's 22. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, they, they tell them like there's a cat wanders into the yard one day and they tell them it is, you know, this is the kind of like, it's, it's an incredibly dangerous monster that lives yeah. beyond the walls oh, of these. You're underselling it. Sorry. A cat wanders into the enclosure and then the brother kills it with garden shears. Yes. Sorry. I just, yeah, because yeah, he's yeah, been told it's a monster. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 And the world outside of the compound walls is populated entirely by monsters, but yeah. And the their brother, time, their other brother that doesn't exist. Yeah. They seem to have, that, they've, they have made up another brother sort of as a cautionary tale. You know, he lives beyond the walls and he's like yeah. stranded out there. His life is constantly beset by danger. Eventually they kill him off. Like they pretend mm-hmm. to kill him off essentially as, mm-hmm. as punishment for misbehavior. Yes. You know, Much so like they... the mighty Nephilim. That's right. Of the Torah. <laughs> that's right. But, but I think that's actually... Reading numbers. Yeah. I think I think the Bible is actually a good point of comparison because this is kind of a mm-hmm. like it's like a fucked up retelling of the Garden of Eden, you know. Um, yeah, actually, yeah, actually, yeah. Oh, oh my God, yeah, I didn't even get that. Yeah, kinda. Yeah, yeah. It's you know there there are two women instead of one, but there's you know the women just one man and a couple of women, and um, just they they live in complete ignorance of reality, you know. Um, but they also, it's, it is at the same time, at least in the early going, a kind of idyllic existence. You know, there's not any serious, there's not any serious conflict between them. You know, there's some basic, like, I don't want to share with my, with my siblings stuff or like, who's going to pick tonight's entertainment, but it's all, you know, it's fairly easily brushed over. Everyone's, you know, gets over their feelings pretty easily because there's plenty to go around. You know, they live a life of ease and abundance and they're completely unchallenged by anything. You know, they they don't have to go out into the outside world. They don't have to be confronted with reality. So, you know, their lives seem to be spent primarily just kind of lounging around in this, you know, Edenic. Yeah, yeah. They have this, I mean, it's, it's a really nice house. They've got this wide lawn. They've got a swimming pool. You know, um, it's really, you know, it's, it's idyllic. But it's all premised on this complete ignorance of the outside world, you know. Um, and that's... I don't know. He's disappeared. He's back. Okay. I was talking to Luke into the diaper pail. Didn't want it to make any noise. Sorry. You know, Rob just can't let things be. He, he's, he's, he's an inquisitive mind. That will ultimately be his downfall. I've been catching the pen. I keep throwing it up to prove that I can catch it. Anyway, Dogtooth. One the Prix de Saint-Regard at the Cannes Film Festival du Cinéma. Anyway, the uh, this 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 knowledge or this this Eden is eventually shattered by by the introduction of knowledge. Um, 
you know, much like in the in Genesis, um, and it's it's okay. shattered. It's that that knowledge comes from the uh, the father of the house has uh, a job at some oh. sort of the household has some sort of job at a, a, a factory. It's it's not exactly clear what his role is. He's like in management. He, like, yeah, he goes yeah, to work yeah. at the business factory. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's yeah. not. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's not yeah. there. He's not there, like pressing plates or anything like no. that. Like, yeah, yeah. No, he's he like a suit to a factory. He's not yeah. the owner, but he's higher up. It does. It's yeah. not really important. You know, he has an office. He has. A, he has a tree that doesn't get watered nearly yeah. enough. He's he's Paid wealthy attention. enough to afford this compound. You know what? Yeah. What the the details of you dropped it again. Dropped it. Again. <laughs> I just wanted to note that. Don't tell moment. them. <laughs> I have an image. Do you think people they just let anyone write a manifesto, Rob? Okay, come on. But anyway, at this at this uh, workplace, the father goes to. There's a female security guard who he has essentially like got this arrangement with, where he'll she'll come over every once in a while and and fuck the the son. You know, yeah. Let the son fuck her. Did um, you keep thinking? I, I I could not stop thinking. How do you? How do you ask that? Like, trying to, yeah. Because this arrangement already exists when the film starts. Like, one of the first yeah. scenes is is them yeah. fucking. Um, yeah, very, very tellingly, I just want to say real quick. Like, the film, like, if you're trying to, if you're like, oh, well, like, why do they do this? The film literally never says. And I actually, like, that was one of the things I liked about it was that, like, um, was that like, yeah, like, it never says, like, why does it, I, like, films nowadays, they give so much well, fucking exposition. I like that there was I, no explanation. It was just kind of like, yeah, no, this is just how it is. You're gonna it doesn't explain it. You're going to be wrong, but go ahead. No, no, no. I mean, it, you're right. It doesn't explicitly right. explain it, but I think there is... Do nothing, Matt. There is this sort of underlying assumption that the son's sexual needs need to be taken care of. Yeah. Um, that yeah. Well, women don't have sexual needs, Rob. I don't know if you knew that. Well, I'm going to get to that in a second. But, right. you know, the, the uh, parent... I yeah. Because this is... I think I think this this family is like it is like trad parenting or traditional parenting taken oh to like the yeah. nth degree, like yeah. ultra yeah. ultra ultra conservative. Yeah, um, yeah. we want yeah. we want our children to have no exposure whatsoever to the outside world. Mm-hmm. That doesn't notably that doesn't apply to the parents. Like they they like there's a scene like of them like watching porn, and the, the movie just like straight up shows this like seventy woman porn sucking blowjob. Dick. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah. Like, there, yeah. There's there is so much dick in this movie. I really I can't stress it enough. And there is like, I mean, they just straight up. I mean, see, that's what I can mm-hmm. think of too. Cause like, I know like in sex scenes and movies, it's like a very, like, you know, it's a very formulaic thing and it's a pain in the ass and it takes all day. I, I, I've read a lot. I'm a well-read man. But the mm-hmm. point is, is that like in this movie, they just have an actress just basically straight up jerk off an actor. It's insane. I've never seen yeah. anything like it except, except in my ex video searches. That well, that was actually, I did actually, I feel like I, I, I tried to do some research here and wasn't able to find any explicit answers. I feel like some of the sex scenes in this movie are unsimulated, um, mm-hmm. at least in terms mm-hmm. of like, I don't know about like the full yeah. on like penetrative sex, but at least in terms of like yeah. what you're talking about in terms of like the, like what, the hand job. Like one, one actress takes another, act, takes an actor, right? Her coworker mm-hmm. is Dick in her hand and fucking strokes that fucking thing. And, and, and I'll tell you something, seeing, I, that was definitely unsimulated and seeing any sort of unsimulated sex in a movie is, I mean, and it just shows kind of like where we are, like that is legitimately shocking, which is crazy. Cause like I watch porn, but like still like seeing it in the, in the, it, seeing it, not in the porn. I think, 
I think it's important to, to distinguish between it because it's really the way it's filmed is not pornographic. Like the sex no, scenes no, in this no, movie are no, not, not like sensual. Like the whole yeah. um, the whole style of the movie is very like clinical. Um, it's yes. very yeah. reserved. It's a lot of like mm-hmm. long, uh, immobile takes. You know, it's it's really this kind of like um, almost like clinical again style yeah. of framing the yeah. movie. Um, very anyway, very surreal. <laughs> but surreal presented in a way where the uh the aesthetics of it don't they really play up they approach it in a very ordinary I, I get it you're doing the eyebrow thing he's he's really proud of himself for using that word but the aesthetics of it are not surreal the aesthetics are very understated you know it almost cuts against how surreal everything is it's presented jesus christ stop it with the eyebrows <laughs> they won't, they don't know this is all, why don't you be a professional i know <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's very disconcerting. Um, but anyway, returning to the uh, the point that I was making, it, it, there's this assumption in this like very conservative, like ultra conservative household. It really yeah. seems like their, yeah. you know, their whole parenting style is just they will not experience modernity or the outside world, and they will mm-hmm. be protected that way. Yeah. But there is this assumption baked into that that the son's sexual needs need to be taken care of. Yeah. You know that. Yeah. But the daughters do not, you know, and yeah. the uh, the the moment where the like the fall in this movie, you know, the moment where like knowledge of like of just any reality other than this very very managed and cloister one is is introduced comes the the like the seed of it is when this essentially prostitute that's brought in to take care of the son asks the son to go down on her. And he refuses. He's just like, I don't want to, you know. Mm-hmm. And there's this, you know, mm-hmm. and everything yep, cascades from the, the introduction of the idea of female pleasure. Um, yeah. Because what yeah. she then does is this, you know, this security guard who doubles yeah. as a prostitute. Prostitute, yeah. Then essentially goes to one of the one of the other daughters and is like, hey, you know, if you take care of a little something for me, you know, I can do you some favors. Um, and, you know, the, the daughter who com- seems to be complete, despite being like, you know, in her early 20s, seemingly, is like completely ignorant of anything sexual and just kind of, you know, goes down on this woman seemingly. Yeah, calls like, her vagina nope. a keyboard. Right. That seems like that's one of the, like the... Yeah. They have, you know, the parents, again, they, they, they change the meanings of words to kind of, like, control the, the kids, like, ideas of reality. So they just, it seems like they have just, they don't even, like, yeah. they, don't, they don't even introduce the word for vagina. Like, they're just, they're not even going to be aware of that. Again, they just, yeah, yeah, yeah. A word for doesn't the body. exist. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Which is interesting because I can tell you as a parent, you're told, like, you know, like, you know, like, you know, like, you know, I don't know if you had this growing up, but, you know, right, they kind of, you know, my, my parents were straight up like, that's a penis, right? But, you know, I know, like, mm-hmm. a lot of parents, you know, they may be like, oh, that's, you know, you're winky, or mm-hmm. I don't know, right, 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 but, like, you're not supposed to do that. You're supposed to teach them this is what this is called, right? You're basically supposed to teach them, like, the anatomical name for it, right, and not have any little pet names for the downstairs business, so that if, you know, God forbid something happens, they can tell you exactly what happened and there's no kind of like loss in translation. And it's just very interesting that they just, 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 it's, it's, I don't know. It was interesting for me as a parent. Child molestation, terrible, terrible, awful thing. 
anti. Uh, what's it called? That's um, good. Uh, Strong uh, take. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, listen. What? Someone has to be. They don't just write anyone. They just don't let anyone write a manifesto. Right? It needs to be a brave man. All right, a warrior of sorts. Someone who has studied not only the blade, but has made his mind a blade, and has studied the way of a warrior. I personally have chosen the Hagakure, but I mean, listen, there are many chivalric texts that you can read. Um, the point is here. All right, I'm going to cut you off because someone has to. Keyboards yes, continue. okay, there you go. Yeah, I mean, so clearly, like, the parents are so, like, terrified of the idea of female sexuality that they won't even acknowledge yeah. the existence of female anatomy. Yeah, 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 yeah which is wild because yeah. that mom is not terrified of it. She likes no. it. again, there yeah. is, like, they, a very, they, like... yeah. There, there, there is an old person sexy into this movie, and man, she is. Yeah, yeah. there's, a, there's, a, there's a big disconnect yeah. between what is being practiced and what is being preached. Yeah. Yes. Um, yes. But anyway, so the uh, you know the 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 elder daughter, you know, engages yes. in this this you know she goes down on this woman like not Performs really understanding what she's yes. doing. Yep. Yes, and in return is given uh, video cassettes. Yeah, which I can only imagine must have been the worst fucking head that security guard had ever gotten in her life. Like, you know what I mean? Have you ever had anyone go down there and just not know what they're doing at all, right? Like a first time, right? What's it called? Mm. Bad business, bad news, bad news. You know, you appreciate the effort, bad news bears. And that's the point. The point is, is that I, 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 I trades are trades for a headband. Very weird, very weird. That's when I was like, you know what? The security guard, don't like her. Yeah, first, first she gives her a headband and then she later later is essentially blackmailed into giving her videotapes videotapes yeah of like so, hollywood movies i thought they were going to be porno yeah. but no 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 it's like it's like jaws and, and rocky, like rocky and a few yeah. others um but anyway so basically and so all of a sudden this like knowledge of not only female sexuality but like the outside world at least as like reflected through like cheesy hollywood movies which is exactly what the the parents were afraid of you know they were afraid exactly. of and there's this idea that knowledge and female sexuality are very closely intertwined and this you know this 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 eating of the tree of the fruit or eating of the fruit of the tree of knowledge like eating eating of something buddy yeah it's again this is like it's like a very a very like surreal retelling of the book of genesis i would say specifically the story about the garden um stop, stop copying with, me i use that word stop copying me i said it was surreal you're copying me continue but uh and so yeah that leads to like a fall where the family begins yeah. to fall apart and and it's all mm -hmm. predicated on the elder daughter's rebellion um mm -hmm. that's the problem like female knowledge female leads to female <clears throat> rebellion and that kind of blows the whole thing up so that's kind of my like introduction to the movie. I want to get your reaction now. Okay, well, let me just read to you my notes, all right? The, don't worry, there aren't a lot of them, okay? Okay, so I'm just going to take you through. This is basically the, the, th the thoughts I had. And I know this is why people listen to this podcast. They listen for my thoughts, right? You know, you, they, they learn a little bit about cinema from you. Don't know that this happened this episode. I'm sorry. You know, usually Rob has a whole lesson planned out. This time, listen, I'm going to be honest, he phoned it in, all right? And that's what we're all about here. We're all about keeping ourselves yeah. honest here. Anyway, can I talk? You, wait, wait, hold on, let me talk, all right? All right. Put me in the lion's yeah, den. I will put you in the lion's den, all right? You killed that dragon. That's the guy who was put in the lion's den. Killed a dragon. Dragons are real. You already talked also, about see, that. Listen, don't even get me started on sea creatures. Can we do a sea creatures episode? Anyway, dog tooth. Uh, okay, first, okay, so dog tooth, that's what I wrote at the top. Uh, Greek sounds wild. Uh, this is a weird family. 
the dad seems to have some sort of weird thing here. Uh, <laughs> Picking up on things. Strong out of the gate. Yeah, yeah. That's Can't get a thing is. past Matt. No, no, you cannot. No, you cannot. I think, the, I think something weird is going on with this family. I think this yeah, dad no. might be up to no good. Third note, third note, third note. After Greek sounds wild and this is a weird family. Really, in the second one, I picked it up. Uh, what's it called? Let's see. But not before uh, you got some race science in. No, 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 not before. That's the thing. I feel like with most languages, I can kind of hear it and I'm kind of like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, I, I, I get how that Greek, I just, the entire time I was like, like that, that old thing, it's all Greek to me. I got it. It's crazy that, that they, they came up with the word barbarian because they thought everyone else. Sounded like they were just jabbering. Are you kidding me? Yeah, exactly. But, I mean, if yeah. that's what you're used to, everyone else must sound like they're must just speaking nonsense. Insane. They must just listen to us and are just like, God, what the fuck are they saying? Versus like, it's, I, folks, if you've never heard Greek spoken before, which is insane because, I mean, we grew up in Montgomery County. It's a pretty Greek area. Like there are, I mean, I'm sure you grew up with Greeks. Did you grow up with the Greeks? I don't know. I didn't check off everyone's race box when I was a kid. What's it I grew up. I grew up next to Greeks, and let me tell you something. You could every Easter, two weeks after <clears> everyone else had already celebrated it, you couldn't miss them. All right, they got a lamb roasting in the back. It was great. I had a I will tell you this: in college, places. in college, one of my roommates dated a Greek girl who was like just really into being Greek, and I once yeah. made the mistake of referring to Alexander the Great as Macedonian, and boy, did she That's have right. a lecture in her back pocket for that. That's right. That's right. It's so good. It's so good. It's so good. Everyone's so fucking petty. I love it so much. Listen, but us Jews, never petty. Never petty about small differences between people that are almost exactly yeah, like that's, that. That's how never. I would describe it. Chill. Exactly. Yeah. Chill. Chill. Definitely. Uh, definitely Play not back. into killing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People that we are almost identical to, say for like a few, few like, honestly, very small differences, like, you know, yeah, yeah, no, we don't, we don't go into uh, um, uh, decades or centuries or millennia long uh, uh, struggles against them. No, 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 never, ever, ever. Not even once. Not even once. I chill people. Anyway, uh, what's it called? I just want you to know your video froze like a minute oh, of a very stupid picture of you with your mouth just kind of Oh, did Open. it? Oh, well, whatever. Yeah. Okay. Well, here, what's it called? It says it's connecting. Anyway, you can still hear me. So, okay. First, Greek sounds wild. Second, this is a weird family. Third, the dad seems to have some sort of weird thing here. Four, uh, why do they say words wrong? That isn't about Greek. That's about them saying the words wrong. Uh, five, Greeks are so hairy. I deeply respect this. Uh, six. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I do. I didn't mean it as a slide. I was like, man, dude, just an insanely hairy people. And honestly, I respect it. I respect the shit out of that. Shows that they're high tea. Uh, six, uh, this is such a weird movie. Seven, training his son to be a poon hound. Eight, what the fuck is going on? Nine, Christina getting head for a headband. Ten, is this, is, <laughs> ten, is this some kind of commentary? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think there's anything at work here. I think this is meant to be taken entirely literally. I think so too. I think so too. All right. What's it called? Uh, let's see. Where were we? All right. Uh, okay uh 11 uh damn so they don't fuck this is so what uh oh okay sorry i'm trying to read my own handwriting which is proving insanely hard uh whatever number that manifesto is going to be a hit dude it's so tough i can't even read what i wrote uh what's it called but it is going to be a hit Uh, i'm going to have someone write it up uh 
possibly an FBI agent. Uh, uh, whatever number I was on. Damn, so they don't even want to leave? Uh, next one. Damn, he killed the shit out of that cat. Uh, the next one. This is a very sexual movie. And then the next one. This is all about control, but, like, why? Man, this is a weird family. So that's all my notes on this movie. That's, that's, that was the totality of, of my appreciation for this movie. So having uh, and, had some time to synthesize it, what would you say? Uh, I fucking hated it. Uh, no, I like, I don't know. It was weird. I'm never watching this movie again. I'm not telling anyone <laughs> to watch this movie. It's fine. I don't know. It's like one of those movies where like I watched it and I was like, damn, that was definitely a movie. And like, it, it sucks because like, I know that it's good. Like, I know that this is a good movie. You know what I mean? And not just because of one that played the certain regard at Cannes. No, I know, I know that this is like, like I watched it. I was like, damn this movie is definitely trying to say something damn it definitely said whatever it was trying to say uh problem is it's all greek to me <laughs> it definitely said it i just don't know what it was no i, I don't understand anything i don't understand i the entire time listen first off all right n- n- number one okay i'm christina i go into that situation i'm like this is not a situation i want to be in okay i've been in some desperate straits in my life okay not always all right but there have been some times where things have been a little dodgy a little tight and you know and what? that's the and uh, this- the security guard prostitute lady christina that yes 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 her name is yeah. christina a very greek name uh, literally i think about half of all the greek women i've ever known have been named christina don't know maybe there's something there who knows anyway point is is that what did i think of this movie uh i i i don't know man don't watch it you're fine i, I listen i i had a whole life before i saw this movie and i've seen this movie and it's like i don't know i mean if you're into that sort of thing if you want to jack off to this movie <laughs> probably see it like that's probably what it's best for i mean you don't have to you can just read it on wikipedia i read it on wikipedia there's no what's the goal well no i did that afterwards that's where i learned that i won the heart of sarajevo award What's it called? <laughs> uh, that I learned what the Heart of Sarajevo Award was, and I went to see if any Americans had won it, and they hadn't. And you know what? I think that's probably because of our bombing campaign against them in the 90s. Or did we bomb them? I don't remember. That's a very confusing war. There's like six sides. Look into it, folks. Yeah, anyway. we did not bomb the Bosnians. I mean, well, we okay. Some we... of them. Okay, yeah, see? See? Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. See? Yeah, you don't even know. Well, yeah, for the... For the most part, they were the people that we were kind of trying to, like, half-assed be, like, back up a little bit. I mean, I'm sure that we, I don't know. The whole thing is a mess. I'm not going to argue with that. And we definitely, like, no one came out of that well. I came out of it well. Continue. What's it called? My point being, now this is why, Zoom is not responding. What's yeah, I've just been staring at your soy face for a while. Your video died a, a, a minute ago, and honestly, I'm not complaining. What? I'm complaining. I don't get to see your beautiful punum. Uh, I have um um. What's it called? My point is, is that this movie, this is this is see, this is the thing, right? Because I, I I'm I'm raising some children here, right? And raising kids is like it's really we if if if, if you've never raised kids before, it's a really surreal experience, all right? Because mm-hmm. it's like I remember like when I first had. My oldest, I remember like looking at them, right, and being like, "Oh my God, I love this thing so much," you know, right? You know, I love, I love you so much. Like, this thing, <laughs> let's try that again. I love you so much. Like, 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 it really was this like huge cascading love. Blah 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 blah. Who cares? But then we got, <laughs> we got 
Just yada, 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 like the most profound experience of your life. Yeah, yeah. Well, because that doesn't matter. That's not to my point. My point, I mean, it does matter. Listen, I'm on record as saying number one, number one father, all right? This guy right here. But my point being is that I don't have the mug to prove it, but I am. But I have a a t-shirt that says number one farter. uh, You still there? I do like that that's what you've gone out on. I had a t-shirt that said number one farter. Oh, you back? Yep, number one farter. What's about Am I back? Yeah, you're back now. What's it called? All right, point being, point being, right, is that, is that, what's it called? Um, what happened with me was that uh, we got the kid's social security card in the mail, and I freaked out. I had a full-blown existential crisis because, like, I'm like, oh, my God, they're on the grid. Like, I don't know why. I'm not an on-the-grid type of guy, despite the fact that I have – listen, despite all of the evidence to the contrary that everyone who's listened to this has now heard over the course of this podcast, I'm not actually a they're-on-the-grid type of guy. You know what I mean? But, like, I was like, fuck, they're on the grid. And, like, and, and the idea that they would pay taxes one day – and like not for any like political reason, I was like freaked out by that, but just for purely the idea that like I have created a taxpayer, like I have created a human, like was like very like deeply existentially troubling to me that I, a schmuck, have like had sex with someone and then boom, we like made a person, like a person who was going to go out one day a job and like affect other people. Very, it, it, it's 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 a wild thing, right? And 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 then at the same time, also like you are one of immediately and this person this person is going to have a whole life you are one of the most you are one of the most if not the most important person in their life you person that is going to mold who they become they're going to have little affectations of yours like they are it's like like they're not going to be a mini you they're their own person right like i never like i always kind of knew that but like like it's really fucking weird like having like having a kid and like Honestly, this is a big reason why I ended up getting like a lot more religious and into all this bullshit that I'm into. But like, but like that, that was the thing is that like, I get that. I get that idea of like, oh my God, I need to like make sure you're like, okay. You know what I mean? Because like, yeah. And this is like taking that and running with it to just the worst place. Like, exactly. Like, you know, I think one of the key lines in the movie is the, the father like goes and like, after finding out that, that Christina, the security guard slash you know prostitute has you know has has introduced forbidden knowledge into the household he like you know goes and confronts her and like assaults her basically and like his his like kiss off line his like ultimate trump card of a fuck you is i hope your kids have bad influences like yeah just it's like parenting as like out of a just complete fear of the world, you know, we cannot expose them to the world. And, and, and it's like parenting as like, as like, as, as dictatorship, essentially, you know, this family is like North Korea in a microcosm, you know, complete control Mm -hmm. of like information and like, and mobility and just, you know, and just of, of their lives, you know? And so I think there's, you know, there's also like a, you know, there is like a political, aspect to this film you know where it's uh your video's back welcome okay but yeah so it's like so it's you know it's 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 a movie about you know 
authoritarian rule through ignorance and fear. Yeah. So like there is like, you know, yeah. there's, there's a political dimension as well. Yeah. It's, yeah, and, it's, and, it's and pretty common like to compared. like, yeah. to use like the family as a metaphor for society or for politics. Yeah. In film. Yeah. 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 Well, and, and, and it really is good because like, like part of being a parent is like, I was thinking about this the other day about how like, about how like basically like, in every interaction with my life in my life right like even like, like even like with, like my wife right like there's a certain aspect of kind of like well you know right like 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 there's there's basically no one that i can just kind of be like hey you have to do this you know what i mean right mm-hmm. like 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 or like i need you to do this right like i expect you to do this and if they don't do it i go like hmm, i really you, 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 like, like like you know what i mean right but like my kids are like little and like i mean like at a certain point it's like no like go brush your teeth you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like, no, like, 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 like wipe your ass. You know what I mean? Which is, you gotta say, cause every once in a while they forget, uh, what's it called? Right. You know, and it's bad news. Uh, but you know, point is, is that like, 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 yeah, like that's the thing. Is that like, like you, I'm like, I, I try to be not like authoritarian. You know what I mean? I try to be like, mm-hmm. you know, like some, every once in a while it's like, no, you cannot walk in the fucking street. You know what I mean? Right. But like, you know, you gotta, you, you can't be all laissez faire. Right. But like, there really is that like you could just be completely authoritarian and like basically as long as you don't hit them like they're you get to keep them you know what i mean right as long as you don't hit them and they're fed like you get to and it's like yeah i would imagine like, like, and, and i'm not saying that's a good thing i'm not saying that's right. a good thing i'm saying just, that, like, it's an it's option weird to like you have yeah 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 but and i would imagine thing, like, i feel like most yeah yeah go ahead just and, and, and I would imagine I would ha- and I would have to imagine because you know I, I have I'm not a parent unlike you and because you know unlike you I am a ball cell warrior monk and you know I I let you you know talk a big game about following <laughs> that, but only only one of us is truly like walked the path of the bushido um, you know um, did, did I tell on this podcast and I said to my wife like you know I think maybe like if I had to do it over again and it wasn't the wife and kids I think I might have just like never had sex. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you talked about that, and you know that's okay, yeah, you know okay. Matt, Matt. I didn't say anything at the time, but that's cultural appropriation. Um, that is cultural. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't. Your culture is not my costume. I'm yeah, sorry. I, I don't. I don't appreciate you doing minstrels. 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 <laughs> you got minstrels. it. You got it. I don't appreciate you, you making it. me into a minstrel show. Oh wait, look, minstrels look, for you. Ready? There you go. I stab myself in the chest with the pen. But uh, anyway. But, no. What I was saying was, I would imagine that the idea is not to like, is to is to prepare them for the world. No. Like the, I think the idea here is yes. to just like yes, yes, and and that involves you know like shielding them from it to a certain extent. Like, and, but mm-hmm. kind of like, again, I, I, I I'm speculating here, but you know I've 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 been on the other end of it, obviously, and it seems like the idea is to mm-hmm. kind of gradually dip them in the pool. You know, yeah. like let them until yeah. they can eventually like swim in it on their own. Like yeah. the idea here yeah. that this family has adopted is there is no pool. You will never see the there pool. No. Do not worry about the pool. Yeah. Although they do. By the way, pool, a pool is it's actually pretty sweet. Actually, pepper. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, and that, no, and that's the thing. Is that like yeah, like like this is it, no, and I was like, and actually, uh, there is no the word pool actually means pepper. Uh, so. Uh, yeah, it's a pool. Did you even watch the fucking movie, Rob? Come on. Uh, oh. But, Okay. I was just talking Maybe. about my dad. It's gone. Yeah, yeah, Roger Ebert, your dad. My dad is that me. why you're a big? Is that why you're a big cin, uh, cinephile? Yeah, because you're like my dad. 
Yeah. I just, but, I really... In case you don't know, Rob's dad looks exactly like Roger Ebert uh, before uh, uh, he became a quitter and got cancer. Um, what's it called? I don't know. Oh, Is right. that bad? Should I have said that? But I, I mean, it's... Bad. We said we say a lot of bad things. That's certainly that's probably not the worst. What, how am I gonna hurt Roger Ebert? First off, he's dead. Uh, Matt, in, off, in the very Roger first De- episode, I said Al Qaeda did nothing wrong because of because of Freddie got fingered. Like, did I disagree with you there? No, I'm just saying. You know, like there's a president Al Qaeda. You mean the CIA? <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's ISIS at CIA. Anyway, what's it called? Moving on. Um, no, it, it's it, no, it is weird. It is kind of this like, like yeah, because that's the thing. Like, like you're like these fucking kids are gonna go out and like interact with other people's kids. And, and as much as I love my own kids, someone else loves their own kids that much. And I don't want my kids to hurt their kids. And I don't want their kids to hurt my kids. It's kind of like everyone kind of has this expectation of like, you take care of your kids, and then so when the, we all release them out together, they're all gonna be okay. And yeah, these parents were like, no. We're not releasing them, and in fact, uh, pussy is keyboard. Uh, anyway, what's it called? I think that, that it's, again, it's a weird movie, folks. You don't have to see it. We've told you about it. You, you basically these people have basically gotten the fucking movie from us talking about it. They don't have to go see it. The movie sucks. I don't like it anymore. Yorgos, just, dumb name. I know it's Greek, but I've met a lot of Greeks. Never met a Yorgos before in my life. Just, uh, I think that it's also worth noting that that Greece is a country with a, a, a fascist past. You know, it is a country that was ruled by fascists for some times, and yes. This is for, well, for a while. Present. I mean, well, yeah. I mean, but yeah, yeah. That, that's that not, was. That, it's not all in the past, buddy. Yeah, that was after this movie was made. But um, but yeah, oh, they did. It? Oh yeah, I guess two thousand nine. Yeah, it was like right before. This was probably right before Golden Dawn started. You know, mm-hmm. this, this dad definitely a golden. Actually, no, he probably thinks Golden Dawn is too like left wing. Honestly, <laughs> but anyway, it's it, it it is a country that has experienced a, a rule that is, I think, analogous to um, to this parenting style. You know that, yeah, like absolutely. this, like much as the the children are treated in this movie, the you know they've experienced a, a governing style where the idea is you know, the citizenry cannot be trusted with themselves. You know they have to mm-hmm. all decisions need to be made for them. You know what is reality mm-hmm. and what is not needs needs to be yeah. massaged for them. Um, managed for them, you know, that they, they can't really, we will promise them a utopia as long as they remain in ignorance and powerlessness. Um, yeah. yeah. And, and then fun uh, fact, like the, if the children are the analogy of the Greek people, the Greek mm-hmm. people, like, you know, even though they've lived in their fashion past, like also have a very strong, like resistance um, past, at least in the 20th century, for sure. I mean, but no, 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 throughout, like, you know, against the Ottomans, against uh you know against the nazis against their own government in the form of a communist uprising like you know what i mean against like you know basically mm-hmm. like you know the king and the fascists uh fun fact winston churchill uh on the liberation of greece uh, just killed a whole bunch of communists that had been fighting the nazis because he was a piece of shit also three million bengalis that's your match fun fact of the week winston churchill bad guy nothing to do with this movie but never never miss an opportunity right, so. to shit on sir winston churchill i know you love him rob as a plastic patty but you know <laughs> I don't know that means. It's a word I've heard. I'm sorry.
You're you're a good you're you're a grandson of Aaron, which I think is what you call Ireland. Somehow worse. Somehow you're getting more offensive as you go along. <laughs> but anyway, so it sounds like I won't eat a- your soda bread. I'm sorry. Not getting you. better. No, no one what? likes soda bread. You man. don't like soda bread? What? Actually, yeah. I, what, I mean, what? it's not it's not good, but I actually do like soda bread. Like, here's some like really dry ass bread with raisins in it for flavor. Like, it's not good. Yeah. But yeah, yeah I. Whenever I see it, I'm like, but yeah, yeah, I yeah you love it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's that. Listen, it's you and every other goddamn Irishman that comes by my store to buy corned beef, which is the one thing that connects our peoples, is corned beef, and then cabbage, which I guess also we actually, I mean, yeah, we like cabbage too. Now, the point is, Irish, this is a pro-Irish podcast. See, your audio cut out there for- Fiercely anti-English. Your audio kind of cut out there for a second. So you said the point is, and then it like glitched out and you gave a thumbs up and just said Irish. <laughs> the point is Irish. Yeah, it's, bas- it's basically what I was saying. Basically, uh, Greek to be determined. After this movie, I don't know. A little bit pro, a little bit anti. Who knows? Yeah, so it's, it's, tabs. it seems like we've, we've said well, you dropped the pen again. But anyway, it seems like <laughs> sort of your, your verdict on this movie is it's not quite a hit. Like, I didn't quite, like, get something that truly pissed you off. Well, this is maybe the yeah. closest I've gotten so far. You, you definitely, like, 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 okay, we're in, like, a firefight right now, right? A, a kinetic situation, okay? And we're shooting, okay? All right? That shit fucking, right? Like, it got, like, 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 like it wasn't a miss, right? Mm-hmm. Like, this... As I was watching, okay, because here's the thing. Spoiler alert. At the very end of the movie, right, they got to lose that dog tooth, right? So what does she do? So she's standing, right, the oldest one, standing in front of the goddamn motherfucking mirror with a goddamn dumbbell, and I'm like, she's not about to. No fucking way, right? And she just fucking whaps herself in it, and I go, and I shout. When my wife is on the phone, I shout, bro! And then she fucking does it again. I go, bro, what the fuck, bro? And then she does it again, and then I had to go outside after that because Jackie was on the phone. But um, what's it called? Yeah, no, fuck you, Rob, uh, for making me watch yeah. this goddamn movie. Uh, so if, it, if it, I was, it, 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 if it was, if it was French, if this movie was French, buddy, that would have been a fucking dude. That would have been a fucking Kennedy headshot, just fucking. <laughs> and my wife, who's also named Jackie, fucking trying to pick the pieces up off the goddamn back of the thing. What's it called? You know, while the man on the grassy knoll, also known as whatever Ted Cruz's dad's name is, I believe Raphael, but I might just be being racist, right? Takes oh, their man liquor kick on a rifle, right? Blows, blows the smoke away, and then goes and has sex and makes a disgusting looking son. So I think, I think if, if it sounds like if I was like an artillery gunner, I have bracketed your position. You know, I've hit in front of you, I've hit behind you, and I'm pretty yeah. sure the next, the next shot's going to be. Oh, bullseye. yeah. I've Listen, got a, I've I'll got a sense something. of your position. I'll tell you something right now. Not me and dogs not gonna like the Fourth of July. Tell you that right now. That's what you've done. That's what you've done. I'm still gonna watch. I'm still gonna be there for the Fourth of July, but I'm not gonna be happy during it. It's a PTSD joke. All right. So anyway, that's Dog Tooth. Good movie. Good movie. Fuck you. Yeah. All right. All right. I'm liking that part. I don't even know a fuck you. I don't even know a fuck you. Seriously, if this movie was French, I I I cannot tell you enough. This movie was French. Fucking. 
fucking, they're just picking up pieces of me, man. Not even getting my dog tags. All right, so. We're military, man. Might be a, this might be a near miss for me, but I know that you have, you have scored a direct hit on me. Buddy, so, buddy, buddy. So let's, let's, let's shift to talking over about the love guru. In a time when the world is searching for enlightenment, one man. I am His Holiness, the Guru Pitka. My goal is to get you to say, gee, you are you. TM is in a position to help. Time to shine! On June 20th, take a look at this. The Toronto Maple Leafs will pay you $2 million if you can get Darren Roanoke back with his wife in time to win the Stanley Cup. Give me a pound. Lock it down. Break the pickle. Tickle, tickle. <laughs> the second best guru in India is coming to America. How do you do? Shrimp? What'd you call me? I'm sorry, I didn't catch your gnome. Name! You are a midget. Mike Myers. Saying I love you. Jessica Alba. Oh! Oh! So, Jane, boyfriend? No. Girlfriend? Well, I mean, there was one time in college. Really? Oh. What was that? I didn't hear anything. Justin Timberlake. Did someone ordered a special Quebec pizza, uh, You know, like in the porno. Looks like he's smuggling a schnauzer. The Love Guru. Buddy, let's talk about the Love Guru. Oh, yeah, this is my part. The yeah. Love Guru. So Love Guru, and I want to put this in context, right? Because Rob somehow has never seen a Mike Myers film. Right? Let's, I mean, that's not... He has. That's not entirely but he's true. he's lying. See, so right here. Like, okay, let's hear, I've let's seen, hear your lies. I just want to qualify what that means. Like, I've seen, like, Shrek, obviously where he's doing voice work and like, I've seen like, he's in like inglorious. What? Yeah. Shrek is Chris Farley. Okay. Just shut up. Uh, it was supposed to be Chris Farley, but then he died. Right. He also, this is okay. So I, before, I don't want to get I'm too deep into this. I don't want to get too deep into this, but there was a, there's a, a, an entertainment weekly profile of Mike Myers that came in like in conjunction with this movie that is just absolutely scathing. It just makes him seem like just the worst person imaginable. Um, apparently, Mike Miles, Mike Myers, just absolutely sucks. But one of the details on it, I, have is a, I actually have a story about that. I have a blind but, item. One of one of the details about Mike Mike Myers <laughs> that is introduced is that uh, Shrek <laughs> Shrek was not <laughs> stop being gross with your wife. God, what I'm telling her to get out. <laughs> Yeah, this is a Valsell podcast. Now you're talking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is a Valsell podcast. Also, uh, uh, a very pro um, um, uh, Brock Northrup. What was the guy that burned all the witches? His name? What was his name? Cotton Cotton Manning. Cotton Eye Joe. What? Cotton Eye Joe. Yeah. Listen, listen. You're listen. You're underneath rocks. All right. We're throwing you in the river to see if you float. Right. All of you. Hi, Jackie. Hi, Jackie. Can I just have you 
your company. What? I'm, I won't yeah. speak. I just want she can absolutely okay. sit in, Matt. You're welcome to sit in, Jackie. All right. Well, then I need to go sit down because let me tell you something. My legs are burning. Let's go sit down on the couch. Come on. Okay. Okay. So anyway, the, the little item I had was that um, Shrek was not originally supposed to be Scottish. Um, but Mike Myers decided halfway through production like that he, he – that he would rather do a Scottish accent for Shrek, so they had to redo. Good, honestly, good call. But they had to they had to redo five million dollars worth of animation. Not his problem. Not his <laughs> problem. <laughs> How much money did Shrek make? They're fine. Who the fuck cares? <laughs> anyway, but okay, the real point I was making was just to to qualify my my statement that I've never seen a Mike Myers film. So I've seen Shrek. I've seen like this. Inglorious Bastards, where he has like a, a very small supporting role. Stop with the eyebrows. I hate it. You don't, but you, I've ne- you can just ignore it. But I've never seen like a proper, like what you would consider like a Mike Myers film. I've never seen any of the Austin Powers movies. I've never seen either of the Wayne's World movies. I haven't seen. Wait, what? I don't I, know. Austin Powers. I, I already made the file. statement to this. How can I, how are you like, surprised again? I've never seen like a no, proper like Mike Myers starring vehicle. I've never seen Cat in the Hat. I saw Cat in the Hat. Say it with me, folks. One, two, three. In, in the, the theater. theater. That's right. That's yeah. right. That's right. I see all of these movies, folks. In, in the, the theater. theater. That's what I've seen. I've have I seen The Godfather? No. Oh, I no. So that's not you, true. I have three times. Haven't finished it. Fall asleep around the one hour mark every time. It's a boring movie. Uh, what's it called? Not a lot happens in it. Like the clubs. They really should. So you can, you can sit through like the 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 five hours of the love guru in the theory in the theater, but you're like, mm-hmm. can I break the exterminating angel into like ten minute segments? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, well, the love guru was good. <laughs> I'm gonna kill you. But do your do your intro. Do your intro because you can kill me. But I'm just a man. I am, but not, but 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 the breeze on the wind. But that breeze can push a sail, and that sail can sail someone to go watch the Love Guru, currently streaming on Netflix. Anyway, so the Love Guru. So so this needs to be contextualized. This is so funny. How you are with like Russian, like in Soviet film. I am with uh, with with SNL. Uh, cast members uh, movies. Uh, also, so can I say another thing that's going to piss you off? I have never seen an entire episode of SNL. Really? Yeah. I've seen like, even, like clips. the best of Will Ferrell. That's not I, that's not an entire episode. I, yeah, I've no, never watched like the best one... DVD that ever existed. <laughs> I've never <laughs> watched DVD. I've never watched any of those DVDs either, but I've seen no, like I mean, individual this... clips, but but no. that's all you need to do. That's all you need to do. That doesn't piss me off. So much. But not, like, not many. Like, mo- honestly, most SNL skits suck ass. They're bad. They're not funny. I don't even watch it now because I don't like the tattooed man. What's his name? Pete Davidson. Oh, I hate him. Oh, I hate him. Yeah. Ooh, he's, hate he him. looks like he is dying of consumption. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And then like you find out he's like six years younger than us somehow and looks like dog shit. Pete Davidson. I'll fight you right now. I'll fight you right he now. He looks like he I'll died play. in the Crimean War and has just been like haunting Rockefeller Center. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. He, he looks like his dad ghost. does now. Anyway. <gasps> oh! <laughs> uh, anyway. Did you hear what I said? Someone heard what I said. Um, uh, leave it in. Fuck it. Uh, anyway. Did you, did you not hear it? I heard you, someone, he looks like his dad does now. Yeah, do you get that? 
Is his dad dead? Yeah, look, yeah, no, it's the entire reason he has a career. Anyway, what's it called? Uh, anyway, never mind. I don't like the man. That's what Jackie's horrified. Point is, listen, don't cut this. Don't cut one moment of this. Anyway, so uh, uh, this needs to be contextualized. So Mike Myers was like a legitimate, like, like film star at this time. Like it wasn't an A-lister. I don't. He was, I don't know about. No, no, no. I mean, no. I mean, dude, do you know how much fucking money the goddamn? No, no, no. What I'm, what I was gonna say. He, he was absolutely like one of the biggest people in the world at a time. Mm-hmm. He had not been in a movie as himself, like not like essentially not in Shrek, not in an animated role in five years, and that was the cat. The yeah. Hat. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, and that, but that's the thing, though. Is that like, is that like he was? I mean, yeah. Okay. Because that's the thing. I basically saw almost every Mike Myers movie post. Uh, the spy that shagged me. Say it with me, folks. In the theater. In the theater. Right. In the theater. But, that's our catchline here. In the theater. TM. That's a joke from the Love Guru. Anyway, well, let me do my thing. Resident, you can talk after. Anyway, no. Sorry. What were you gonna say? No, I was. I was actually just gonna say. In your defense, like he hadn't been in a movie in a long time, but there was like there was a lot of anticipation. Like there, there was. I read yeah. this like this New York oh, Times yeah. profile of him that came like came out like a year or two before. That was just one of the most like masturbatory things I've ever read. Just they, they compared mm-hmm. him to Kubrick. Like mm-hmm. he's, he's an, he's an artiste who needs, mm-hmm. who's completely demanding of perfection, who mm-hmm. needs like years to like work out his next, like genius projects. Like mm-hmm. they were, it was, it was like, you know, he, he's, he's like a fine wine. Yeah. Like, yeah, he, we may not have, we may not have one out this year, but he is preparing a, a fine vintage for next year. Yes. And yeah, yeah. it will be aged to perfection because Michael does not swing and miss. He's too controlling. He's too perfect. He's too much of a perfectionist about his work. Don't worry. He will yeah. have something for you soon that will blow you away. And that thing was the love guru. Yes. Now, now I have a question. Do you remember the lead up to this movie? Were you like aware of it? Were you, do you remember any of that? No. So I, because we would have both been like, what, seventeen when this came out? I remember you there were 16? a lot of there were a lot of ads for it, and I was certainly aware of it as like a movie that was being pushed. But it was just it was not something that I like. Again, like Mike Myers was never really someone I cared about. So like, just to give you a brief like context uh, of like strikes one, two, and three. So I like nineties comedies just is like like kind of a blind spot for me. It's just kind of an era that I missed. <laughs> really? Yeah, like I just wow. it wasn't like I don't my. I was a kid, like, I didn't have a whole lot of friends. <laughs> I wasn't, like, going and watching, like, movies at their houses. And, like, I wasn't, like, my parents were not being, like, let's what, like, we brought home, like, something about Mary from, from Hollywood Video. So we're going to watch that. Like, Hollywood were, like, Video? Yeah, oh, yeah you were a Hollywood Video fan. Yeah, okay. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, uh, don't okay. dox me. Um, but, uh, <laughs> sorry. But, but uh, it's like there were like a couple of Jim Carrey movies that like my babysitter had that I really liked, like The Mask and Liar Liar. That was it. Like that was all that I experienced of that era. Have you seen Ace Ventura? I have not. Any of them. I've not. Um, but I know. Okay. I just, I shouldn't You're have been getting assigned Ace Ventura. Yeah. No, no, no. I have an entire, I've been making a list of movies to assign you. But, but yeah, I've got, oh yeah, I've got a list for you. But, uh, okay. But like so, like my honestly, my first like the, the comedies that I watched like as a kid, like before, but like before I was at the point of like ha- like being able to 
go out and develop my own taste. Like the movies that I watched were all like Buster Keaton that I watched with my parents. So honestly, Buster kind Keaton. Of, not yeah. There were probably a couple of Buster Keaton movies, but it was all like you know, like a Three Brothers. Stooges guy. Yeah, we weren't, oh, yeah, well, we weren't Three yeah. Stooges, but a lot of a lot of I um, was Three Stooges. And Hardy, a lot of a lot of um, uh, Marx Brothers. Um, mm. When I got a little older, some Woody Allen. Um, okay. You know, that's so interesting. Yeah, so we basically because if you were to replace Laurel and Hardy with the Three Stooges, like yeah, like me too. Yeah, like my dad showed us a ton of Three Stooges, which we immediately Peter Sellers, my a big Peter Sellers fan. Oh, Pink Panther? Pink Panther. Um, I, I saw Doctor Strangelove way too young. That fucked me up. Um, that, but that no, Nothing has ever explained anything more in my... I've never... that. Okay, that's it. That's, that's the difference, right? You saw... Here, okay, folks, but, this I, is it. But you saw... Yes, how, how old were you, roughly? But like, third grade? Uh, I would say... I, I, 10 at the oldest maybe okay 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 because because that's the thing because you know what the movie i saw way too young was was that commando <laughs> i mean great movie <laughs> yeah. no, no no but that's the thing that is the perfect distillation that is yeah. that is yeah. that is the point wherein our two divergent film tastes just yeah because <laughs> i saw dr strangelove and was like i was like i mean yeah it's not bad and it's better than i thought it was but man does it have to be in black and white <laughs> mm-hmm. And there you go. You and so when I, yeah. Just to like Sorry. give a little bit more context, when I like finally like went out and like saw comedies on my own, like the like the whole like ground had shifted. Like it like guys like Mike Myers, like these SNL alums weren't really the thing anymore. It was like Judd Apatow movies. Like the first oh, like, yeah. comedies that I was yeah. really into were like super bad and knocked up, which yeah. is just like it's a totally different vibe than like what Mike Myers was doing. Like it's not it was, you know, more grounded, really. You know, I, I don't want to make it sound like mumblecore, but like, was, yeah. but, but I mean, there would not be an elephant in Knocked Up. No. Like it's, no. it's, you know, no. it's, it's. There's just, an elephant in this movie. Yeah, there is an elephant in this movie. Like it's just, it's, it's much less wacky. You know, it's still, it's, it's still like at best adjacent to reality, but it is like, it is definitely a different vibe. They're about like. Yeah. You know, they're about yeah, like, absolutely. they're cartoonish people, but they're people, you know, whereas, yeah. whereas everything Mike Myers does and like that whole era is like full cartoon. It's like capital A character. Yeah. Yeah. Capital A right. character. Capital yeah. C character. Yeah. yeah. Like no, broad yeah, no. as can be. You've been hanging you know. out with me too much, buddy. Yeah. That's a me thing. That's what I, but, get, get off my fucking back, Rob. That is my role. I'm the, I'm the clown. You Sorry. are the straight man. You are Laurel. I am Hardy. I don't know how that works. I've but, never seen. Uh, <laughs> I don't watch non-Jews do comedy. That's. But anyway, so I think that's also important to note because all of those movies, like Superbad, Knocked Up, and like the forty-year-old version, they had already like that had already come out before the Love Guru, like in the like five-year gap. Is that between, true? Yeah, Mike Myers, <laughs> like Judd. I also Apatow, saw. Yeah, I saw all Judd of those. Ap- Stay with me, folks. In the theater, I yeah, saw a lot of them in the theater too. Yeah, I saw more. But of like, them. <laughs> congratulations! But like, Thank you. I think that it, that's worth noting that like, as Mike Myers had taken his like five year hiatus to yeah. like work mm-hmm. on his next opus, like the whole like comedic ground had shifted under his feet. Oh my god! You know what this is? What this that? the Love Guru is? The Love Guru is Jordan 
playing for the Wizards. Yeah, it is. I think yeah. that's a good comparison. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's a, yeah. Holy shit. Jordan was good at one point. That's true. Yeah. Well, I hold on. First off, no, he wasn't. <laughs> Second off, uh, he wasn't a good basketball player. Michael Jordan was never a good basketball player. Should have stuck to baseball. <laughs> anyway. I'm more of a Larry Bird, uh, uh, John Stockton, Steve Nash type of guy. Don't Jesus read it. <laughs> Don't forget Dirk. Yeah, Jason yeah, Kidd, yeah. Dirk, Dirk Nowitzki. I don't like the Germans. Don't like them. Do your stick. Do your do your intro. <laughs> anyway, anyway. So yeah. So 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 that's the point, right? Is that like when this came out? I need people to understand this. Mike Myers was like, like I was excited to go see this movie in the theater. TM. Um, what's it called? It's a joke from the movie. Anyway, so like it so, did it so, did get a huge push. Like this was mm-hmm. this is a movie with a sixty million dollar budget. I mean, 20, yeah. 20 of those million went straight to Myers. But still, mm-hmm. like this is did a- it actually? Yeah. Oh yeah. That's so cool. He's so cool. I actually have a story about him later to tell later. It's a little bit I've of got a, blind a bunch item. of stories to tell about him later. Not that happened Don't to me personally. Me. Stop copying but... me. Why are you copying me? Robbie talked. Robbie talked about this. You need to stop. <laughs> anyway, uh, no. Okay. So the love guru. So there's this white guy, right? But he pretends to be Indian, right? Uh, but I okay, guess okay, 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 okay. Just. They they put in one line about how he's actually white. Like I actually grew yeah. up in America because yeah. there was clearly someone yeah. like someone in like the n- development process gave one note where it's like he can't just be doing brown face. We yeah, yeah, he in, can't, yeah, yeah, yeah. They had to reshoot I, the entire movie. I am sure <laughs> the first draft of this had him in brown face. Oh my god! Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. it had him in brown face. No, but that's the right. First off, I want to say I want to say the the thing is he's like this story. All right, he's like, but I'm not from. All right, I'm. I was raised in India, but I'm not from India. I'm actually from America, which is where our story takes place. False. The story takes place in Toronto, which is not America. I just wanted to point that Parts out. Parts of that it really take place in L.A. Okay, like they show the little, Staples Center at one point. What's it called? Don't know what that is. Anyway, that's uh, where the that's I, where the L.A. Kings and the uh, play. No, I, I don't think so. <laughs> I lived in L.A. Who lived in L.A.? Is it you or me? It was me. Oh yeah, that was I mean, me. Who's the Hollywood insider? Who's the person who him and his family have been in the film business uh, ever since uh, we made that one film in Matt, Dallas Matt, in Matt. 1963? Come on. Anyway, Come on. Matt, one of us here is Jewish, and one of them went to Catholic school <laughs> twice. Literally wearing the high hat of school. a Catholic yeah. school right yeah. now. Well, I didn't go to a Catholic high school. I went to public school. We were in the same public school system. Difference is, I wasn't friends with any white supremacist, Rob. Uh, so, yeah, you were one. <laughs> you don't need any friends. You- you're holding down the whole brigade. I just heard your list of your favorite basketball players. We have not talked about this movie at all, which is good because it's <laughs> no, it's great. No, shut up. I got it. I got it. I got it. No way. No, this movie. Yeah, in that it's never mind. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> it's a good Catholic boy. I can't say what I was going to say. Anyway, uh, no, um, no. So, so, so he's basically like a Deepak Chopra self-help type of like you know like like neo Indian. Type of there aren't new Indians, you know what I mean, right? Like a neo, new age, yeah, new age, yeah, new age, you know, right? It's like, just uh, yeah, yeah. vaguely yeah, yeah, positive yeah, yeah, yeah. affirmation-based yeah. spirituality. Positive right? affirmations, eat her pussy, your marriage is gonna be fine. Anyway, so it's that, no, it's not know, even it's not even like that kind of thing. Like they call him the love guru, but that doesn't he doesn't really seem to be a relationship guy. It's all just like 
positive thinking shit. Like, yeah, what other people relationships are. <laughs> just me really, constantly just, telling. <laughs> his whole thing is just his whole thing is just acronyms or acrostics, yes. rather. Like, yes, there are ten yeah. million Cross- acrostics process, in this right. movie because. <sighs> you were you. saying. You were saying. Just this movie. Well, the, every, Every joke this movie this movie has like three jokes in it, but they are all repeated not true. A not true. Times. No, wrong. No, gotta disagree. It's a great joke. Great movie. Mariska Hargitay to you, Matt. Mariska Hargitay. Okay. Okay. That never got off, old. That never got old. That it didn't get old, especially when it actually was Mariska Hargitay that one time. So he says Mariska Hargitay. So basically, this movie is uh, basically racist. Um, uh, so yeah, the, okay. So, so, so one of one of the one of okay. The movie is like master joke like the superstructure of this movie the one like foundational joke that all jokes in this movie rest upon is just what if india yeah exactly yeah what if india happened that would be funny this movie was so big uh, i almost said bigly pushed uh which is a word uh you know uh this movie was so well pushed that actually like hindu american hindus were like what the fuck are you about to release in the theaters right now? And they actually like in a twist I did not expect. Uh, uh, actually, like, well, so okay, so actually, no, it's incredibly expected. So like, okay, don't worry. Before we release it, before we release it, we will okay. get like the hold American on, Hindu on. Association watch it. Yeah, go ahead. What so, was that? I, I actually have an exact quote here from Wikipedia of the event that you're about it. to describe. That's where I read it. Go for it. <laughs> Paramount Pictures agreed. So there's uh, just as backstory, like there was, there was a lot of like question about this film. Like, is this going to be the most racist thing we've ever seen? Yeah. So Paramount, yeah. Paramount Pictures agreed to provide the Hindu American Foundation an opportunity to pre-screen the film as soon as it had com- a complete work print of it, but did not do this. Instead, it requested the foundation attend a Minneapolis pre-screening the night before the film's release. HAF, again, the Hindu American Foundation, agreed to view the film to be able to inform the American Hindu community in light of concerned inquiries that were reported to its national headquarters. The reviewers concluded that the film was vulgar and crude, but not necessarily anti-Hindu. So basically, exactly. this, is, this is too stupid to be offensive. Which exactly. I think is true, because it's kind of like when a child like dresses up in a way that's vaguely racist, you're like, that child doesn't know what it's doing. Yeah, that's fine. Like, it's yeah. okay. This, yeah. This so movie is the, the brain kid. of a four-year-old. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, and that's the thing. As I was watching it, I, I just remember being like, man, this should be really racist if this was like a halfway good movie. You know what I mean, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like the jazz singer. To be offensive. The jazz singer, very racist, but apparently a good movie. I don't know. I've never seen it. Uh, Birth, of, right? Birth, Birth of a Nation. All you film guys love it. I'm actually, I actually don't love it because uh, I'm actually anti-clan. I'm like, I guess I one that likes film. Don't. Okay. So, that's okay. <laughs> That's, no, I don't know. I don't know. Proof to the pudding. Proof to the pudding. I've never assigned anyone to watch Birth of a Nation. Every film teacher is just like, no, you got to watch this racist movie. You absolutely have to. It's the best movie ever made. Put a little quote, you. little line. Every film teacher. Listen, I, I don't you. make the rules. I just listen. I'm I'm just a journalist, all right. I'm just here to report facts. That's all I am, an objective observer into how racist people that like film are. Just saying. Anyway, point is, so so Fuck so the plot of the movie. Okay, okay. So he's like a self help guru, and he wants to be number one. But number one is, of course, Deepak Chopra, a person I haven't thought of in at least ten years before I saw this movie. 
right? And a person who I literally have no idea what they do. Apparently, he's a doctor. Who cares? Anyway, right? So I think he's just a guy out, whose like whole job is to go on Oprah sometimes. Yeah, to go on Oprah and to like be Indian Indianly, like basically, like just to, you know what I mean? Just like real Orientalism hours. You know what I mean? Up in this shit, right? Like if he was just like a dude from like Plano, Texas, that was just like that said the exact same thing. Just describe, no describe, 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 describe the movie. We, you've got, we've gotten one sentence into the plot description. Just get it, get it over with. I've gotten two sentences. Thank you. Get it over with. Can you say you're welcome? You, you raised in a barn. Okay, so, so, so he's. No, okay, no, the- no, I got it. I- I got it. I got it. You're going to butcher it. You didn't, you don't appreciate this. Let a fan talk about it anyway. So what happens is right. So, so the, so, um, they say, they say, listen, if you can get this hockey player back together with his wife, right. Hockey player played by the, I don't remember his name, black guy from Romani Malco. Romani Malco. Romani Malco. Yeah. 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 Uh, his agent, by the way, played by John. We just got to talk real quick. The cast in this is ridiculous. Yeah, the cast. They, the cast. They the, spent yeah. that forty million dollars. They like, did. They did. You got Jessica Alba, Mike Myers, uh, John Oliver, Romani Malco. Uh, I think it's got, Romani actually, but I don't know. Um, what's it called? Yeah, yeah. Stephen well, Colbert, Colbert, Jim Gaffigan. We're good. Stephen Colbert, Jim Gaffigan. Because you said Justin Rome, Timberlake. Romani. Justin Timberlake, fucking dude. I I would I saw. Ben Kingsley in this movie. I got so happy because it made me realize you were going to have to see Ben Kingsley in this movie. I don't know. Ben Kingsley's been in some real shit, man. You know? Yeah. Uh, but he's kind of he's kind of one of those guys winner. like Samuel L. Jackson who if you or, offer to pay fucking, him, he will just show name? up. Christopher Walken, same deal. Yeah. Like yeah. if you give him good material, he'll be good. If if you give him bad material, you will sleepwalk through it. If you say that you have to be cross-eyed through the entire movie for no reason and play a character named Togan Maputa, he'll do that. <laughs> I that's so how when you saw Ben Kingsley in this movie, I need to know what was your reaction. So I actually I I, I have like read about this movie before just because it's such a train wreck and was such a huge flop that like there is, you know, there have been like oral histories and things about it. And like, so I knew that Ben Kingsley was in it. So my reaction, like I'd forgotten. So my reaction was kind of like, Oh, that's right. (laughs) Still makes me happy. Uh, I literally, I literally, when I saw him in there, I burst out laughing because I was like, yes, he's going to have to see it. Not the reaction I was hoping for, but still very happy. (laughs) I, it's it's so this is the easiest podcast i've ever been on the other one we were on i had to like read shit and everything here i just say go watch this cool movie and it makes you upset and it's literally the easiest thing in the world that but i love it i so just want to anyway. briefly clarify the plot because i think you kind of swerved all over the place he's hired by Me the Toronto, he's so uh hey, go ahead Guru Pitka, mike phone. myers is is hired by the the Toronto Maple Leafs specifically because they're about to be in the Stanley Cup playoffs against uh, the LA Kings and their star player, Darren Roanoke, played by Romani Malco, uh, has got the yips. You know, he can't perform uh, on the rink, probably in bed too, but I don't know, specifically on the rink because his, uh, his wife has left him for the goalie of the LA Kings, uh, Jacques Lecoq, which is kind of the level of humor we're dealing with. Uh, Jacques Lecoq Grand, actually. Grande. Grande. He's yeah. an excellent debut on the end. Do yeah. not disrespect he, my people. 
Who's Thank the goalie? I'm like this movie did. That's okay. Okay. Can I talk real quick? You wonder what upset me about this movie? It's portrayal of French Canadians. Okay. As someone who is half French Canadian, that is, that is, first off, the Quebec pizza thing, honestly, very good. That was, yeah. Fun. So there, there are a handful of moments I chuckled in this movie. And one of them yeah. is, uh, uh, Justin Timberlake, who again is playing a French Canadian with a huge dick, who is, who, uh, like Romanian Romani Malco has left his wife, or who's Romani Malco? Romani Malco's Romani Malco's estranged wife. wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Romani so Malco. Anyway, wife. at one point, he says to the his wife, uh, "Would you like a Quebec pizza?" And he, by which I mean a uh, pop tart with ketchup. Yeah, yeah. Which, which pretty honestly, good. pretty good, pretty good, pretty good, pretty good. Uh, what's about? It, I, actually, it, if it had, oh, the pop tart with ketchup. I mean, for some reason, that so perfectly encapsulates the Quebecois <laughs> culture, but like it, it would have been better if, she, if he had actually said mayonnaise because they put fucking mayonnaise on everything. But no, 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 no but that's it. First off, I just want to say something. He just played it with a French accent. It's ridiculous. French Canadians don't have French accents. Like they don't, like they have accents, but they don't have like full on French accents. Like most of them speak English fluently as like a mm-hmm. very close second language. Like, like, you know what I mean? Like, like yeah. they live in a predominantly English speaking country. Like, like, like you, like they have an accent, and it's not the English Canadian accent, but it's like, like I, you know, like they don't sound not, like Pepe Le Pew. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it's like, was there no? And like, I, I was I actually like, shocked. I like of all, yeah. all of the like <laughs> incredibly offensive things you could take issue with in this movie, you have decided that the the honor of Quebecois is the thing that will not be crossed. No, no, we are the most crossed can, people on earth. Man, one more cross. You we can insult first off. little people. You can because they just abuse the shit. They out of do. Troyer they in this are movie. so mean to Vern Troyer. That is his friend. They could. I mean, just the the billion people who live in the subcontinent yeah. of India. Fuck you. Yeah. Fuck, fuck you. you. You're a joke. Fuck you. Your culture yeah. is a joke. Millennia of history. It's a fucking yeah. punchline. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But the Quebecois, Fucking Hinduism, yeah. The Quebecois, you will no. not cross them. No. The world's no. saddest people, you leave them alone. First off, first off, you're the saddest people. We're not the saddest. You're, the Irish are by far the saddest people. You look at pictures of Ireland, beautiful green island. Yes, not the happiest history, okay. but it's a beautiful green island. I come from the other side of me is the most, possibly the most genocided people on the face of the earth. All of our music is like, do, 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 do. Do, 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 do. I've read Irish poetry, Rob. You guys need to, you guys need to lock it up. You guys need to calm down. Every a, Irish okay, person okay, needs to okay, jack okay. off. You all okay. need to jack off. There is that, but they also they go out they go out and party. They yeah. have fun. No, no, they I have, drink their sorrows. If you've been to Dublin, Matt, they have a good time. There are yeah, people I there have. who are having a good time. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was there in the seventies. But don't ask me what I was doing. But uh, I, I and think, in Derry a lot. I took I took a course on Quebecois film just because I had to take like you you have to take like a certain number of courses. Well, on, you can't like, pay attention to our art. That's not fair. You that was your whole evidence, Irish poetry. Yeah, but that was my evidence. You're copying me again. And I have read Irish poetry. I have seen Quebecois film. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. it's so it's much kind of worse. A thing. Yeah, it's kind of a thing. Yeah, okay, that's very fair. Yeah, yeah, we really. I was. I've actually uh, at one point was a member they of a Quebecois separatist party. They can make getting laid the saddest thing that has ever happened to someone. They really, they really. I mean, honest. It's, you want to talk about a, a mo- the most like aggrieved people on earth? It is easily as someone with 
like literally one whole side of my family. Like the way that like Jews like try not to marry non-Jews. Apparently that must be a French Canadian thing too, because literally um, my mom is 100% French Canadian. Like there's no like, oh yeah, no, they made like a Scottish guy somewhere. No, none. All French Canadian. Very weird. My grandmother didn't speak English until she was six and she grew up in Massachusetts. Like that level of French Canadian this. Very weird. Anyway, so about this movie. So, uh, so he, he has to use the drama system, which he has tattooed on his hand. I don't remember what it stands for. But the point is, is that there's a, bu- a bunch of hijinks ensue. Uh, what's it called? Um, uh, the, the whole worst movie is trying to get ever Romani- shown. Yeah, the whole yeah. movie is trying to get Rom- Romani Malco over his yips. And yeah, it, over his yips. But you, yeah. you're right. Yes, this, this takes place in a movie where you're in a world, like speaking of hockey, this takes place in a world where, I just, this, isn't, this is by far like the least egregious thing about this movie. I just found it funny. Um, this takes place in a world where a Toronto hockey player can be on the cover of People magazine, yes. which is just the most Canuck mind shit, the yes, mindset exactly. shit yeah. in the world. But well, 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 you know what? Because Mike Myers is not only is he Canadian, he's a huge Toronto Maple Leafs fan. Yeah. He's from Ontario, and so and so that's the thing. Which, is that like it's also yeah. kind of hilarious that the NHL wanted in on this movie. Like this is yeah, not yeah, a movie yeah, where yeah. it's just kind of like a blue jersey and they're from Toronto and you kind of have to no, go in the black. No, it is the Toronto it's, Maple Leafs. They got yes. the Toronto Maple Leafs. They got the fucking LA Kings. Dude, they got Hockey Night in Canada, which is like a goddamn institution in Canada. So like, I, like, I wanna, like, like it, it's the equivalent of, of Monday Night Football. Like, honestly. I want like, to talk briefly yeah. about that specifically because they have Stephen Colbert and Jim Gaffigan as like the announcers and every scene they have is honestly fucking hilarious yeah was, yeah yeah i was dying laughing yeah. at it like yeah. and just every yeah. other scene in the movie was just torture to me yeah but but like one of the first <laughs> scenes like in the first five minutes is like just the two of them riffing and stephen colbert going on this rant about like him like recently getting out of rehab and it's yeah. just but like delivered in like announcer guy voice and yeah. for a moment i was like oh is this movie gonna be good but yeah but no all false promise. So there is there is an idea that the word in in the American South during the slavery period, the worst slave owners were the decent ones, the ones who treated their uh, their slaves generously and well, you know, with compassion. Because in doing so, they gave cover to the whole institution of slavery. And where people mm. could point at it, point at it, and say this can in fact be a <clears throat> a decent and general institu- and generous institution. When of course it mm. cannot be, e- even by its very nature, it is barbaric. Simply, even if you treat the people ostensibly well, you are depriving them of their freedom, and that is barbaric. And of course, you know most of the slave owners are not decent people; they're barbaric. No. Um, yeah. And Stephen Colbert and Jim Gaffigan are the decent slave owners of this movie. You know. That's, yeah. They they yeah. by yeah, by providing well, moments of yeah, genuine hilarity in this movie. Yeah. Yes, I agree. You can quote me on that. <laughs> See, folks, I, this is I the would, freedom you get when you're off Twitter. It's great. This is I it. would I would I would stand on the front lines of Antietam <laughs> to strike this movie down to end the institution of Mike Myers' tyranny. You, you are, you are, you are going, you are at the bloody bridge. You're at the bloody bridge, just funneling your men through saying, 
Wait, who died at the Bloody Bridge? I can't remember. That's like the one thing that happened in our fucking state. Am I doxing us again? Doxing us again. We've it's talked. We, we, people, we, we, they know that we live in Maryland. We talked about what Montgomery a stu- County. Did so I think about that? What a fucking dumbass state we're from. This is like the most like no one. Ever, when I lived in LA, this happened like three times. People would be like, "Where are you from?" And I didn't want to say DC because. Right? They'd be like, oh, like from the city? And I have to be like, well, no, not from the city. So I just said, they just said, I'm from Maryland, right? And three times people said, oh, uh, what, what state's that in again? Three times. Three times that happened. Three separate times with three separate people that happened. We are, it's the most forgettable goddamn state. But you know what, baby? I love it because Old Bay, number one. Anyway, point is, is that, yes, this movie is, as, is, 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 is not as bad as slavery because it's actually as good as Abraham Lincoln. Okay, what do you what do you like about this movie? I think what I liked about okay, listen, listen, listen. If I was Hindu, I would probably hate this movie, and I would be right to hate this movie. I cannot defend this movie to our millions of Hindu listeners, right? Okay, I literally cannot defend this movie. If a Hindu person said to me, "Fuck you," that movie sucked, I would literally say, "You know what? I can't argue with you because this movie is immensely racist." If a little person, which I'm gonna be honest. Still can't believe that's what that's that's the term, but not my term. To, <laughs> not my term to criticize. Every time I say it, I feel like I'm saying the wrong term, but it's the right term. If a little person said to me, "Fuck you," this movie sucked. I would say, "Okay, you know what?" I they literally when like 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 you think about a man as tor- as tortured as Vern Troyer, like a man, a truly tortured man, struggled with substance. I think he was on celebrity rehab, like. Fucking, I mean, I mean, he committed suicide. He had a tough life. Like, he had a fucking tough life, and the only re and and the thing that provided him with material, right, was was with with with, with any sort of material security was Mike Myers, a man who fucking tortured him, right? Can't defend this movie to little people, to idiots like myself, to the French Canadians, the French. If if one of my relatives, the world's me, most that, oppressed people. The world's most oppressed people. Don't even get me started on the October situation, buddy. Justin Trudeau, your dad was a piece of shit. And so are you. How dare you, you goddamn French fucking fake. Do you know his brother died in an avalanche? Yeah, I know. Yeah, who do you think started it? That's that's, honestly... I know, I know that I shouldn't find it funny, but I I find that kind of funny. It's just such a Looney Tunes way to die. No, it's then, literally like it's the Canadian equivalent of like of like I don't know like what would be the American equivalent I don't know dying of heart disease or like being blown up by like uh, fireworks. Yeah, it's like yeah. No, it, it's like, like it's like the it's the Canadian equivalent of like dying by like being being killed by the tiger you keep in a cage. Yeah, yeah. or alligator. You know, dying. Yeah. You know. Yeah, in, yeah. In you're an al- you're a professional time. alligator wrestler, and you get killed by the gator. You die an alligator. Yes, and, exactly. and yeah, like just Justin Trudeau's like introduction to like the public sphere was as like an advocate for like avalanche awareness. Mm-hmm. And there's that's a big like, fan that's like of dressing how... up. Big fan of costumery. <laughs> well, yeah, that too. But, I wonder what and, Justin Trudeau thought of this movie. Anyway, you you were about to give your your defense as a as a as a as a goober for why you like this movie. Cause it's funny. I don't know. Like it's just like 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 listen. Like 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 well, you and I have talked a long about the best type of comedy, right? The best type of comedy, and the comedy that I feel like has been so horribly forgotten in this terrible, terrible time of monsters that we live in, is slapstick. Slapstick is the 
best kind of comedy. And this movie is heavy on the slapstick. There's a lot of slapstick. Mike Myers, they're in Vern Troyer's office, which, spoiler alert, folks, is a tiny office. It's a little office. Because he's a little man. So they got him in a little office. And Mike Myers just stands up and goes right through the ceiling. Amazing scene. I'm being shushed. Apparently, I'm waking no, right up. No, but you're screaming. I'm not screaming. I am passionate. I have red hot blood flowing through me for this movie. There's that scene. There's the scene. There's just all these scenes where, like, where it's just, it made me genuinely laugh. I had a genuinely good time watching this movie. It is, t- it is 100% a product of the year 2008 when this was no, kind no, of no, okay. No, no, it's, it's the product of the year 1999. Uh, uh, no, 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 yeah, yeah, no, no, okay, sorry, no, 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 you're right, because that's the thing, because you're right, the ground, because I remember seeing this movie and being like, okay, that wasn't, that wasn't great, like, look, this isn't my favorite Mike Myers movie at all, right, but it's, to me, a serviceable Mike Myers movie, it's, if you can get past everything that's terrible with this movie, which I will say <laughs> is a lot, if you could just watch it, if you could just watch it for just what it is, a stupid movie, it's kind of funny, right, but that's the thing. It's funny in a way that like Austin Powers makes me laugh. It's the exact, literally him like standing up and going through the goddamn ceiling is a lot. It is, is almost exactly a joke from Austin Powers gold member uh, where that happens, but with a right where, where a globe falls on his head uh, and, and he gets stuck in a, <laughs> and he gets stuck in a globe. It's making me laugh. Just thinking about it. It had a lot of, it had a lot of gags. It had a lot of, it had a lot of, it wasn't a movie that makes you think. You can throw in this movie, you can type, you can kind of look at it, you go, that's pretty good, right? And keep going. It is a movie I think everyone should see because first off, it is a time capsule. It's like Blazing Saddles. You could not make that movie today, nor should you be able to make that movie today. Um, what's it called, right? Uh, I think everyone should see this movie because okay, it really so- is, it, it reminds you of the fact that basically there, there was a, a, something happened in the year 2010. And in that moment, you could only, right? It, 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 it was kind of this, this singularity, a word I don't understand about film, right? Wherein, wherein there, you just couldn't, yeah, like, it, it was, I, there's a universe in which Mike Myers pulled this movie off. It is a great universe. It's the same universe where The Ringer was good. You ever see The Ringer? No. Terrible movie. Johnny Knoxville uh, pretends to I know to what be, it is, yeah. Yeah, and let me tell you something. I saw that movie and I was like, this is going to be good. And then I watched it and it was very respectful. And 14-year-old Matt was very disappointed. Um, not saying that I stand by that. Not saying I'm proud of it, but just reporting the facts. I'm a journalist, folks. That's what I did. My point being, I have, my defense of this movie is, is pure, uh, is pure um, um, oblige noblesse, a Latin term. Meaning, <laughs> Latin term meaning meaning Jesus meaning Christ. The attempt was noble. Um, That's what you that think that means. Be, I mean, yes. you didn't you didn't say the phrase that you were trying to say, but okay. Can you I don't know what can I my response? Who's the Catholic? So many things wrong with what you're saying, but do you want can I less no please? Do you want do you want my response to this movie? I would love your response to this movie. I've never wanted anything more in my life. So it's odd to me to hear you compare this to like, I don't, 
I don't think the problem with this movie ultimately is that it is offensive. Like it is offensive, but I, I like we were yeah. saying earlier, like it's it's too stupid to be hateful. Like mm-hmm. it's it's a lot of like very cheap, like yeah, like almost like Looney Tunes, like racial stereotypes stereotypes, but like I don't mm-hmm. think they're meant in ill will. Like I think that yeah. the real the real problem is that Mike Myers really thought that he was he had something important to say about Hinduism or like spirituality about, about self-help. Like, Honestly, it, it, do you think it, it as a critique of like the self-help movement? It's actually, it's not, a, like, it's that, not a critique. It's not, it is an no, endorsement wholeheartedly. No, 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 no. No, he, he, he is friends with Deepak Chopra. Who? Mike Myers? Mike Myers. Yeah. He's big into self-help. Um, and like, so, wow. Is it actually? Are you serious? I thought that it was like making fun of all that shit, and I was like, "No, damn. no, no, no." If no, you no. if you read it as making fun of all that shit, it's actually an amazing. That I think that's why it pops for me. That's part of the reason why it pops for me. I couldn't. I, I was trying to think how to say it, and that's what it is. This entire time, I thought it was a huge combination. That's why I was legitimately shocked no, when they had Deepak Chopra no, no, in it. No, 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 no. He oh my god! So. <laughs> Mike, so I think my problem with this movie is how oh, self-indulgent. Rob, you hold just on. hit. Hold on, hold on, hold on. So my problem with this movie is how self-indulgent it is. Like, for one thing, I don't think a comedy should cost forty million dollars or sixty million, really. But I'm going to factor out like his 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 bill. Like, I don't. Oh think my god. Like, I don't think it's a coincidence that like both this and Freddy Got Fingered have, have elephants in them, like. Comedy should just just shouldn't work at that scale. Like it, it it thrives in like restrictions and and you know having to make have do more with less. You know it is it usually doesn't work at scale. Like think of like big ambitious like large scale comedies like something like Ishtar, which is like another like famous flop, directed by Elaine May, who's really like she's great. You know she's made a lot of great movies, but like you just can't throw a hundred yeah, million dollars. Yeah, Ishtar. that is from the 80s but um it's the first line of moby dick a movie (laughs) that's wrong on a couple levels but um but yeah a a comedy just shouldn't cost 40 million dollars um it's just there's no reason for it to cost that you know um it I, i think it it sucks all of the air out of the room the same reason a comedy shouldn't be two hours long like it just it needs yeah. to be tight it needs to be efficient you know yeah. um there shouldn't be a fucking elephant if there is an elephant in your comedy you're doing it wrong tom green hard um, disagree never disagreed with anything more but, in my life but beyond that it's just generally a work of profound ego like again there just there aren't that many jokes in it and the ones that they do are just kind of repeated over and over again you know like the mariska hargitay thing or his obsession with the cross sticks like they just this movie could be called beating a dead horse like to a pulp like it's just but moving past all of that the thing that i want to focus on is just the ego that went into this movie like this is genuinely mike myers trying to carry a spiritual message so, like, I want to quote a few times from this Entertainment Weekly profile that, like, came out on him, like, right around the time this movie was released. So... You read a lot of EW? What? 
no, you read I a mean, lot of entertainment. No, but this was this was like okay. a like this, this was like no, I don't. I genuinely don't. You, listen, you read you read Entertainment Weekly. You read Variety. You read all of those. They come right to your door. You still got the paper for some reason. Mm-hmm. You just open it up and you just. Well, that's man, because I'm in the industry, be, man. I gotta I gotta catch all yeah. the blind items. You know but, who you are. You're you're. I'm. You know who I am. I'm I'm Turtle. I've never seen Entourage. Um, but have you actually not? No, I've seen like snippets. What the? F- what do you watch? I'm not going to talk to you about Entourage. I do. I do not regret that decision. Just go away, please. If that's no, I have no interest. Thank you very much. Um, You're welcome. I don't. I you know. I, Ari Ari Gold is the worst character of all time. I just I, I don't like him that at the time. Unwatchable now. I don't watch it for the same reason I don't watch male masturbation videos on Pornhub. Um, but because you're homophobic. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. So, <laughs> oh my god! Again, Mike, Myer, Mike Myers is into this. So, like, um, discuss. This is a quote um, discussing the Love Guru with Entertainment Weekly. Mike Myers laid out the plot in psycho spiritual terms involving shame cores regression and transference um <gasps> exactly yeah so uh <laughs> Fuck beginning yeah. beginning to discuss the movie so this is he begins as he often does this is this is how he describes the movie to a journalist he begins as he often does with his father he talks about the deep depression that engulfed him after his dad's death in 1991 and the spiritual quest he embarked upon to make sense of that pain. He talks about Eastern poetry, Deepak Chopra, and Seat of the Soul author Gary Zukov. He goes on, discussing Carl Sagan, Lenny Bruce, George Harrison, the Marx Brothers, oh. the 1970s TV show Kung Fu, and the 13th century theologian Thomas Aquinas. He references Joseph Campbell, The 400 Blows, Cognitive Behavioral Psychology, Quentin Tarantino, Progressive Rock, and the Mythology of Vampires as it relates to the concept of mojo in the Austin Powers movies. He speaks for more than 20 minutes without interruption and without cracking the merest semblance of a joke, all in answer to this entertainment weekly question. Where did you get the idea for your character? Okay, did you did you get the whole of that quote? Oh, I got Rob. Yeah, me. Are you fucking listening to me right now? I'm listening to you. I got every single fucking part of that quote. Yeah, I want to let you so, know something. I want to let you know something. I deeply love Mike Myers movies, and you, you little mustachioed fuck, you you want to talk about a hit? Rob, Rob, yeah, I've never seen the movie All Quiet at Long on the Western Front, but I'm sure at some point someone gets killed in that movie, and whatever whoever dies, that's what just happened. I'm going home. I, I'm I'm going home, Robin. I don't mean back to Berlin. I mean I'm going home to my lord. I am a little Lutheran boy in the First World War fighting for Germany, not because I believe in anything, but because I happen to be born German. And right there, a French bullet, a little fucking dickhead, some goddamn Canadian little fuck 
right from the Vandus just blew my fucking head off. Are you fucking kidding me? So, so if, if that got you, I want to, I want to give you another one. So this is, this is Mike Myers talking about himself. Dave Foley, who's a comedian from Kids in the Hall. Um, <laughs> What's his name? Dave Foley. He's another com- oh, Canadian comedian. Uh, you've seen Kids in the Hall. Dave Foley. Kids in the Hall. No. Um, anyway, he's, funny yeah. to believe. Dave that, Foley's great. There's nothing wrong with gay people just, be, just because it's so funny about just the idea of someone naming their kid gay. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. No, I get it. Um, <laughs> anyway, this is Mike Myers talking about himself. Dave Foley said about me, which I love, greatest quote ever, that it's dumb comedy done by smart people. What Jerry Seinfeld said about me is that I've managed to break the rules of all American parody. I parody things that Americans don't even know. Shut up! Shut up! It's been said of me that I can do comedy where comedy hadn't previously existed. See, this is, this is, this is... Am I hurting you, Matt? You, you fucking are. Like, I literally can't tell you enough. Listen, you've had me watch some fucking movies with some people that I would have fucking hated if I had ever fucking met them. Not Bloomwell. Bloomwell seems nice. But the rest of them, the rest of them, dogs. All right? The rest of them, I would have bullied the shit out of them. Okay? All right? I would have been mean to them. All right? I would have said their art was stupid. All right? Once upon a time before I became uh, as sophisticant as I am now and a spiritual man of Hashem. All right? But, Rob... Rob, let me tell you something that you have just read to me. That you have just read to me. That's Forever Colored. Wings Worlds 1 and 2 and the third one, all three of which I have seen. Austin Powers 1 and 2 and 3, all of which I have seen, including the third one, which I saw, say it with me, folks, in the theater. Right? So, Rob, speaking of Wings World, did you. you know that he tried to write out Dana Carvey because he was afraid that uh, Dana Carvey would upstage him? He just didn't want him to be in the movie. You there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, this is this is a man who is entirely high on his own supply. He's like legendary. He's on his wife, too. Yeah, you know, he and that's he's... That's the story I have. I, and the, he's, the story, yeah, this, yeah, sorry, go ahead. And and he's a famous asshole, like like the prototypical like throwing a tantrum on set, locking himself in his like uh, in his trailer because they have margarine instead of butter, you know, just yelling at anyone who just you know who, who, who at any in any way inconveniences him, like just a legendary asshole. Like one of one of the like producers he worked with in this quote in this uh, in this piece is like quoted like off the record as like he ba- he says that he thinks he has Asperger's. Just, that's just what, what like a man who has worked with him just says. It's, you know, it, which is like kind of a shitty thing to say. Like, I, it doesn't to just like say about a person. But that's yeah. the point is he, he brings out strong reactions on people. Yes. He's a legendarily insecure and just like nasty person who is clearly high on his own supply and like really believes that he is the second coming of comedy Christ. And this yeah. is his like. Because Lenny Bruce was funny. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, and Bruce stuff, it's not funny. The point that is, though, that I, the problem with this movie is it is it is completely like just self indulgent. It's just yeah. like it it yeah. opens with this like endless fucking like he 
musical number where he's playing nine to five on sitar for no reason. Like, Why there's no really like that. To, but but there are no jokes in the sequence. There's no reason to even pick that song. It doesn't say anything. It doesn't introduce us to the character or the world. It yeah. just it's there because they wanted to have a musical number that they can involve an elephant in. Yeah. Like it just this movie is no the jo- the joke. This Rob, movie is ninety minutes doing it Indianly and exactly and yeah. the joke. Like that's, that's again the joke funny. is what if India. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, which but, is crazy that Deepak Chopra was like in this movie and remained friends with him. Because like, if I was Indian, like that's the thing. Like, look, I can get past some shit. All right, I can get past some shit. All right, but like, this is like if if I don't know if Der Sturmer made a Woody Allen movie. You know what I mean? Like, this is like, I mean, it is, it is. Incredible. It's it's more like if Woody Allen made a Der Sturmer movie. Like, yeah, exactly. It's like yeah. someone who like wants to be provide like doing it like again, he's into this shit. Like this yeah. is supposed to be a payoff. Like he is supposed to yeah. be opening people's third eye with this movie. Well, also just having them ball over in laughter. You yeah. Know? But just Which honestly oh, I laughed a lot at this movie. I really I really need you to know I, that. I legitimately I legitimately <laughs> almost don't know at what. <laughs> I mean, I mean, honestly, honestly, Colbert and Gaffigan. Listen, Gaffigan, king of clean comedy, and Stephen Colbert. I, 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 I tried to watch his show, his new one, but like this is like, I mean, he. But this is from you know, Golden Age Colbert too. This is two thousand eight. This is when he's at the top of his game. Yeah, he is channeling. That's the thing. I felt like with this role, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, you definitely get some of what he did in the Colbert Report, which is, I mean, honestly, I think one of the greatest American television shows of all time. Um, like, like in terms yeah. of like, and it's a it's a similar yeah. vibe, just delivering the most sublimely yeah. ridiculous stuff, just like completely yeah. straight faced. Yeah, 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 yeah. No it, it hint like, that there's a that, that there's there a joke. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In terms of just the total ridiculousness and the, able, and the ability to play off other people. And, and of course, Jim Gaffigan, the ultimate straight man in, in this role, while also, yeah. like, you know, getting in a few jokes here and there, right? It is total, like, Jim Gaffigan. Like, I mean, I mean, I mean that's, there is, even John Oliver. John Oliver had some lines in this that, that like, maybe, right? Like, like, when they're doing the thing in the beginning, they're like, you, no, you, you, no, you. And John Oliver's like, uh, uh, stop it! Stop it! Yeah. And again, just to, just to sort of illustrate what we're working with co- comedically here, John Oliver's character's name is Richard Pants. Dick Pants. Yeah. Dick that's Pants. just that's yeah. the whole joke. His no. name is Dick Pants. No, and, that's, and that's the thing. And that's the thing. That is the Mike Myers joke. Like it's so funny because because that's the thing is that like I truly believe that like he saw this movie and he was like this movie rocks, right? And then and then I was reading about it like 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 he barely made some like self-effacing joke when he hosted SNL like about like oh if you want to put a bomb in a movie theater where he was playing Doctor Evil and he was like if you want to put a bomb in a movie theater release the love guru you know what I mean? But like I think it, I mean because. So I can't remember. It might have been Ebert who said this. Like he said, like this is like a career ender, basically. Yeah. And I mean, it basically was. What What has he been in since? Uh, Inglorious Bastards, uh, which I read. He apparently one of his great, like like acting dreams was to basically play some sort of general and be like, we're gonna attack here, here, and here. And he got to do that in that movie. This is a man, incredibly wealthy. But I'll I'll, I'll tell you something. I've loved most of his movies that I've seen. And really knowing how big of a shithead he is, 
that makes me very upset. But you can you can appreciate art by a bad person, like absolutely. Yeah. And I think that that's what that is. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's a bad person, right? You know, from you know, that's the thing. There are plenty of good people that also do good art. Jim Gaffigan, from everything I can tell, is a good person, right? right? He's I'd like to think so. I've never met him, but, but yeah. But for like from everything I've like read about him, he apparently is just like a, he's just exactly what you get. Stephen Colbert apparently also. I, I heard someone, what's it called? Someone, a person of a person I knew saw him at a wedding and people kept going up to him and be like, oh my God, you're Stephen Colbert. And he just goes, die. Yeah, I get that all the time. You know what I mean? Because like he didn't want to like have all these people coming up to him at this wedding. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And like, like I would have never thought of that. It would have been, <laughs> Stephen Colbert would have been like, oh yeah, yeah, but you know, yeah, yeah, nice to meet you. He was just like, no, like I don't want everyone to be coming up to me at this wedding. It's about these people. Like, from everything I've heard, like, John Oliver, too, apparently. Nice guy. But, yeah. Fuck Mike Myers. Fuck this, this movie. You know what? Everyone, I, I really do think, though, none of you need to watch Dog Tooth. Not one of you needs to watch Dog Tooth. You've listened to us talk about Dog Tooth. You got Dog Tooth. All of you no, should go watch incorrect. it. No, no every, opposite. Stop. Jesus. Everyone needs to see this movie. Like, you need to see this movie. Absolutely incorrect. <laughs> It's not even an interesting failure. This is like Freddy Got Figured again is like an interesting failure. It is, yeah, it is a should fiasco. See that movie too. But, everyone should but, see that movie too. I mean, wrong, but but I, I can see it. But it's this isn't even an interesting failure. This is just this is just watching someone masturbate. It's it's really a bad time. Really cool. the, the last thing that I want to say Exciting. about it is just there's there's a flashback sequence where. Uh, oh my god mike myers as a child and what they have done is they have just taken a child actor and then cgi'd mike myers adult head on top of it and it is one of like legitimately the top five most unsettling things i have ever seen in the movie like i have like i've had some like deep horror phases where i have seen some shit that has like stayed with me like nothing in like the exorcist or alien or the thing has like compared to just the the unholy sight of adult head mike myers on child body chuck that shit into the sun and let it be done with it get out of here spawn of satan let us never speak of this movie again what have you been watching uh, I have been watching The Love Guru. Uh, I watched it again. <laughs> I watched it again. Watch it twice. <laughs> yeah. Well, Jackie, what? Well, 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 because 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 Jackie was like, "What? What should we watch?" I was like, and I jokingly said, "We watched The Love Guru," and she thought it was like one of those like Netflix reality shows. And so I was like, "I was like, yeah, okay, yeah, let's watch The Love Guru." And then and then I was like, "Yeah, it's a movie," and she was like, "It's a movie," and then I immediately realized what had happened, and I was like, "Yeah, don't worry, yeah, just just trust me." Right? What's it called? And we watched it. And she was like, "Oh my god!" But then uh, we ended up watching like another thirty minutes of it, and I was like, "This rocks!" And I just laughed at all the same stuff. I laughed at again. I I'll probably watch it again before the year is over. It's 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 kind of funny. Uh, I've been watching that. Yeah. I've been watching that. I've been meaning to watch the Science of Sleep for weeks, uh, but Jackie keeps falling asleep because it's the only thing women love doing besides magic. Uh, they also love falling asleep. Women love They love it as much as you love crying at Michelle Gondry movies. I don't know who that is. I've never heard of her. I'm a happily married man. Uh, what's it called? 
Um, that's so funny that the French are just like Michelle's a man's name. That's funny. Anyway, um, what's it called? No, um, let's see, what have I been watching? Oh, ooh, I saw The Little Mermaid today. Um, what's it called? I've seen it before, uh, but let me tell you something. Uh, good movie, actually. Uh, you want to go, you watch The Little Mermaid. I'll tell you this. The singing's great. The, the story is actually very compelling. Um, I'll tell you this, though. The animation is not great. Very Uncanny Valley type shit. Uh, 1989. Let me tell but, you, I, I have seen the first, like, 15 minutes of that movie and have never seen the rest of it because when I saw it as a child, I was so terrified of Ursula that I made my parents shut it off and then never watch it again. When we went to Disney World, I would not go near any of the Little Mermaid stuff. Ursula scared me so much. <laughs> you fucking you pussy. You are unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> you laughing at me calling you a pussy or my wife called you a poor unfortunate soul? Uh, both. But yeah, I've I've always yeah, had a deep much. psychosexual fear of powerful women. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and of Jewish women. You love Jewish women. Ursula, one hundred percent Jewish. First off, octopus. Come on. Second off, second off. Come on. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, yeah. She did. Yeah, yeah. She's just doing Kabbalah. You know, what's it called? As someone, as as a student of Kabbalah, uh, which by the. way, Boy, fun fact, uh, what have I been doing? I've been watching videos by this Kabbalah group that I uh, basically figured out is a cult. Uh, so I accidentally uh, might have joined a cult. Uh, going to get out of that. That was a mistake. Took a wrong turn. They offered me a free Kabbalah course. I uh, did some more reading and uh, read some of their stuff. And, uh, and I was like, this is a cult. So I'm in a cult, apparently. Uh, yeah, you're, gonna, you're going to end up a Scientologist one day. What? Absolutely no, because I've actually like read their stuff, and it's not uh-huh. great. It's not good. You can just seriously, you go to L.A., you can get Scientologist stuff like really easy. There. Oh yeah, I've been to a Scientologist there. place. I've been to the one downtown. I watched oh, a little I promotional never, video. Oh God, I never. I've never been inside one. Oh yeah, I was. Uh, me and some of my buddies were downtown for a model UN conference in high school, and we were in Dupont Circle. We we're like, we noticed that there was a Scientology place, and we're like, guys, guys, we gotta. So we like went in and like, you know, spent like an hour there watching their like promotional video, which was just like a like dirt cheap, like made for TV movie 90s version of like a, a biography of L. Ron, Hubbard. L. Ron Hubbard. And then they had like a sort of like this very creepy, like afterwards they like brought us into the like the main room and like it was just literally like four adults sitting in a circle like surrounding like three teenagers being like so would you would you want to come back for some auditing maybe that was the point at which we were like okay we're good thank you goodbye pretty good pretty good yeah, I, that, I that's my exposure to scientology that's actually an amazing story uh can i actually tell you though you know that we stand tall uh song they did i actually think it slaps i actually really like it i've played it unironically and listened to it it's a, it's a good song hey yeah well, i can hey, one up you there i have I have, uh, as I think I told you, non-ironically listened to the Horace Wessel song because I think that kind of slaps. <laughs> Which you I think like just art done by bad people. <laughs> <laughs> I think just the act of listening to to that song is a crime in some jurisdictions. I I I, I actually think it's illegal to listen to it in Germany. Yeah, and the way, the way that I framed it to you, which I think is correct, is that just the evidence. You immediately texted your Jewish friend to make sure it was okay. 
No, I was, I was just <laughs> telling you, you know, I'm not proud to admit this. And I think the fact that, that this is true is evidence that we live in the all, the, the worst of all possible worlds. But, but you know, the, the Horace Russell song does kind of slap. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, not, it's not on the level of the, the Soviet national anthem, which is why they no, lost the no, war. But is. still, you know, that's it does kind of make you want to go out and invade Poland. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, I mean, I mean that's like, you're never going to, I think that, I've always wondered though, if, if the Soviet national anthem, because every time you hear it sung, it's always by like, like, a, like, a, like a rousing chorus. But like, yeah. I've always it was just one person singing it. And on, I mean, you're not, I mean, I, bro, you listen to that, you're like, don't even give me the gun. Just give me the five bullets. I got this. Like it's yeah. uh, th- so. What have I been doing? I've been listening to the Soviet national anthem. Uh, been, <laughs> honestly, though, if you listen to the Red Army Choir, Red Army Choir, like they do, they don't just do Russian songs. They do like a lot of songs. They're like, bro, you want to listen to good choral music? Mormon Tabernacle, get the fuck out of here. You go Red Army Choir. That's what you do. Mormon Tabernacle, suck my dick, um, but you won't. Uh, what's it called? Yeah, no. What else have I? What, what have I been watching? I don't watch anything. What's it called? I'm watching a lot of Kabbalah videos. I don't know. <laughs> um, what's it called? I've been reading uh, Numbers, uh, uh, Leviticus, kind of a slog, not going to lie. Tough to read. They really don't want you to eat shellfish. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, but what's it called? But you listen to yeah, Numbers? I, numbers? I try- I tried reading the Bible once, and I, I pooped out in Leviticus. I was just like, nope. No, I, I, I just kept telling myself, I'm like, it's the shortest cha- it's the shortest book for this reason. You just got to keep going. You keep going. And then I did, and I got the numbers, and I'm but like, all right. much like The Love Guru, it feels much longer than it actually is. It honestly does. I, like, I got through, like, I got through fucking Genesis and Exodus like that, and then yep. I hit Leviticus, and I was like, ah. Oh. But that's the thing, is that I literally, my rabbi was like, you just got to keep reading. Just, just got to keep reading. They really don't want you to have sex with a lot of people <laughs> they get very folks read the bible they get very specific um, a lot of rules yeah 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 yeah. but no yeah that's the thing yeah what have you been watching what's what fucking french movies of people dressed up as mimes uh crying into a cup and then drinking it that's what i figured you watch you, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to assign you a, like a, a good French movie at some point, just because you, you clearly have no idea what French cinema is. Um, I went to uh, the, I went to that, I went to the Pompadour Museum they got there in Paris one time, the one that looks like a big, uh, a big hamster thing. I went there and I watched a video of a man punching a piece of lead, and I just got, and, and it was in that moment I decided that I hate the French. But then I saw those videos of them lighting shit on fire, and I was like, actually, not bad. It's reinvigorated my love of them. But I also deeply despise their art, except for all of their impressionists. Okay, well. And Gauguin, I like him. <laughs> all right. He's more of a primitivist. Okay, so, so what have I been watching? to make Google arts and culture a thing. Okay. All right. Well, okay. What have I been watching? So I have watched uh, this week two Anthony Mann Westerns from the 50s, both starring Jimmy Stewart, uh, Man from Laramie and Winchester 73. Both, you know, all right. Uh, Winchester 73, I think, holds up, holds together a lot better than Man from Laramie, which is doing some interesting things, but kind of, you know, falls apart in places. Uh, both pretty racist. World War II guy when you're what? like, you're going to become 
such a World War II guy when you're like 50. I'm already pretty close. Um, Yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, they're, you know, pretty racist, but enjoyable if you're into that kind of thing. But that's that's not what I want to talk about. We're just going to move on past that. I, I, I talked a lot about 50s Western last, last week, so we can, we can move on. What I want to talk about, and this is, I think, the, the best evidence of my, my profoundly decaying mental state. Um, I watched uh, today, I watched uh, Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. Um, <laughs> and that is, that is, that is the, the second time I have watched it since this quarantine began. Um, <laughs> What the fuck? Both, both times with uh, with commentary tracks from different podcasts. Uh, the first time was uh, Chapo Trapaus commentary oh, track, and making- this this time was uh, Blank Check, which is a film podcast where they pretend that the Phantom Menace is the only movie in the Star Wars series. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I, I I have always had kind of a like a, a, a strange fascination with the Star Wars prequels, which are among the worst movies ever made. Um, but, but I saw, sorry. I said, no, I think they're good. <laughs> but I, I saw them when I was a kid. And as a kid, you know, I loved the original Star Wars yeah. movies. And I, I, you know, I was like, I was eight when the Phantom Menace came out, probably maybe even seven. Um, and like they, it, it arrived. Oh, you were, like You were eight, you were eight. It was 99, but it probably came out earlier in the year. Um, my birthday is in October. Um, so probably seven. Um, How old was I? I was in fourth grade. You were in third grade. Yeah, not important. Um, important to me. <laughs> but uh, um, but it, like, they arrived at like a, like before I had like a critical brain. So I, I honestly, when I first saw it, I loved The Phantom Menace. thought it was you know, the best of the Star Wars movies and maybe the best movie ever made, which is, you know, in retrospect, a ridiculous opinion. But, but, but at the same time, like it, they have like stuck in my head as just like something that like, they could be really good. And like, I've always been like feeling like I have like needed to like solve them somehow. Like, cause I, I really, I want them to be good. I, it, 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 again, this is like, you, I, I am showing you my madness now, but like, yeah, just it's like weird seeing it. <laughs> weird thing on this end. Is this what it's like to be you? Yes. All the time. But anyway, they, uh, like just the, like the, the idea in the broad strokes of like showing like the, 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 the fall of democracy, the rise of fascism, like the, the, the turn of a hero into a villain. Like it sounds like Shakespearean, like it sounds incredible. And if you, if you hear that and you say, you know, that doesn't seem like something that a, a children's space opera was built to tackle all evidence points to you being right. And yet at the same time, there's like a part of me that's like, I just, I have to, I have to, I have to square this circle in my head. I have to make it make sense just because again, like for a time, this was the best movie I had ever seen. And, and there's a part of me that needs to return to that like pre-critical state and see what I saw then. And so I feel like after, after numerous revisiting, revisit revisitations of this, of this film series as an adult, I have finally solved the Star Wars prequel. So let me, okay, have you done let, that? Let me, let me break this down to you. Let me tell you what these movies are doing. So 
to, uh, to, to stick, take a step back for a moment. I have, I have recently been, been I, I am very close to finishing the novel Gravity's Rainbow by Thomas Pynchon, which is this like massive, like 800 page, really dense, like sprawling postmodernist novel set at the end of World War II. And, you know, um, there's this sense in the, in the novel. Five. Much shorter. True. Um, so, the, but there's this this sense in the novel, and this is true of a lot of Pynchon's novels, of like his heroes are usually like kind of like dopey guys who like stumble upon like vast conspiracies that they like can't see enough of to make sense of. So there's this this sense in the novel of like all of these vast historical forces at work to like manage the end of the war. You know, to like, because what you're what you're witnessing is the birth of a new world order, after you know the the end of this like traumatic cataclysmic like experience of World War II that also allows for like the complete reshaping of like history. You know, it's such a, a cataclysmic event that like anything can come out of it, and and this 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 hero stumbles upon just sort of like all of these shadowy indications of all the like huge systemic forces at work to like shape the way that like history goes after this but he can't make sense of them you know we can't see enough of them to like actually put together what is happening you know he can't quite make sense of just all of the the institutional and systemic things that are happening around him to like make history anew um and that's that 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 feeling of seeing like massive forces playing out around you that you can't quite make sense of of like conspiratorial paranoia that doesn't quite resolve into like a clear solution to the problem is i think what lucas is trying to capture in the phantom menace because it is a movie that hinges on like trade negotiations and uh economic disputes and uh you know political regimes rising and falling in the Senate, but you understand none of the actual machinations, what's at stake. You know, you know that the war at the center of the film is, is over a trade dispute, but you don't know anything more than that. You don't know the terms of it. You know, you know that one chancellor in the Galactic Senate falls and another one rises, but you don't know what either of them represents ideologically or factionally. You know, there are all these, these, these major happenings at work but you don't understand what they mean. You know, they have no context, they have no significance. You know, you know that the heroes win in the end, but you don't actually know that they're heroes. You know, you just know that they're the protagonists. And simply because the movie focuses on them, you assume they must be the good guys, but you don't actually know ideologically what is at stake. You don't know what is happening in the movie. You know, it's a very similar experience in a lot of ways to to a, like a pension novel where you you don't actually you know there's there's clearly a lot happening but you don't understand how it all fits together and and so it, i think it's really it, it's 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 and it and that being said you know that that being said there are clearly like important historical things happening in this movie or clearly like you know fictionalized history but history nonetheless happening in this movie what is what is like the one sequence that most people agree from the Phantom Menace, like is is an effective sequence, you know, that like works as like a traditional piece of like Hollywood filmmaking. The Padre sequence, like the the race in the seat in the center of it, it's you know it's genuinely thrilling. It's like it's kinetically filmed. Lucas is like a he's got a passion for racing. You know, he's he's like a, a 
car guy, you know, he cares about hot rods and things like that. And there's, you know, most of the movie is very like staid and awkward. And again, you're kind of confused because the pieces don't seem to quite fit together. The acting is strange. The writing is strange. You feel like you're at sea. Um, but there's this one sequence in the middle of the movie that is just, you get the feeling of the, the original movies where it's just, it's, it's fast, it's thrilling, it's exciting, it's well put together, it's kinetic, but it also has nothing to do with the plot generally. You know, there's nothing at stake there. It doesn't fit into all of these various political machinations. The only thing that's really at stake is whether or not this slave child who doesn't really have anything to do with the rest of the plot changes hands from this like racist Jewish guy to this like <laughs> Jedi guy. Like that's the only thing at stake, like the ownership of a slave yeah, yeah. who doesn't really yeah, impact the plot. Yeah, yeah. So, so there's this one thrilling sequence that has nothing to do with the plot, yet it seems to be central at the same time. It's literally in almost the exact middle of the movie, and it's the only traditionally exciting sequence. And so what I think is happening here is you have to approach this not as like a traditional blockbuster in the way that you would approach the original trilogy, which functioned, you know, quite well as that kind of movie. You have to approach this more as like a Godard movie, you know, where... <clears throat> Or you have with Godard's films like uh, Breathless or Bound of Outsiders or, you know, any number of them, um, you know, these sort of, in a way, sort of traditional, you know, sort of noir Hollywood movies, you know, he was very inspired by American movies, but he also, you know, um, sort of plays with them in a way where he alternately uh, heightens and dulls them, you know, turns up the emotion in one place or turns up the strangeness or the genre elements or turns down the emotion, usually turns down the emotion, um, just to sort of increase the artifice generally, to sort of estrange you from the actual kind of narrative of the film so that you pay attention instead to the the form of it and the, uh, the sort of the gears of the process to make you aware of the film as a film rather than just being, you know, sort of entering this trance-like state that you usually enter in films where you just kind of accept the narrative as it happens, at least in good films, you know, where you kind of just let it wash it over, let it wash over you passively and just kind of experience it. He wants to make you think about it. He works against that passivity by heightening it and strengthening the, the experience of watching the movie. Where he, you, he is working against your expectations. You know, you are expecting this, um, this traditional Hollywood blockbuster, but the actually, actually, all of the things that go into that, all of the thrilling set pieces actually work against your understanding of the actual, like, political machinations that are occurring. You know, um, they, are, they are literally distractions within the movie, much in the same way that blockbuster filmmaking, like Star Wars, work, functions as sort of a societal distraction from things that are happening in the world at large, you know, all of these vast historical forces that at the time the movie was coming out were at work. You know, this is the, the Phantom Menace came out like two years before 9-11, like the end of history period. And yet at the same time, you, know, you do see the, the things that work in the world that would, that would give birth to this, this new world that emerged in the, the aftermath of 9-11. You know, the, the, um, the world is seeing this just incredible, rapid upward transfer of wealth. Um, the financialization of the economy, you know, the, the, the taking away of any like real democratic control over the economy, it all being turned over to financiers and, you know, um, people who are in charge of monetary policy like the Fed, you know, they're the only ones really running the show anymore, economically speaking. Um, 
And, you know, uh, institutions like NAFTA and the EU, you know, take it, you know, take economic planning even beyond the national level and in the, into the hands of these, you know, sort of um, transnational global market states. Um, and at the same time, uh, all, all Hollywood filmmaking is completely apolitical, you know, or, or whatever politics it has. Yeah, complete, you know, serves to reinforce the status quo rather than challenge it and, you know, serve as a distraction um, from all of these forces at work. And so much the same way that the like traditional thrilling set pieces in The Phantom Menace distract from the, the political machinations that are ostensibly the center of the film. You know, if, if you chart what is this film about, it is about uh, 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 a would-be fascist dictator, you know, this, this, this man who is going to be one day the galactic emperor, uh, taking advantage of or even manipulating political events to put him in a position of authority that he can later uh, turn into direct dictatorship. That's the actual arc of the film, you know, the, the first steps toward, from democracy to fascism. And yet none of that is actually clear from watching the film. You know, that doesn't, that doesn't actually, that it's barely in the text. You know, that seems to be the central thing that happens in like the grand story of the film. And yet it doesn't seem to matter at all because yeah. you're distracted by these, these set pieces like the pod race that don't actually have anything to do with any of that. Yeah. So again, you have to, you have to approach it as like, as in fact a grand subversion of Hollywood filmmaking. Um, because this is actually an independent film. It is, it, it is uh, the most expensive independent film ever made. You know, Lucas had complete creative control over it. You know, what he did is he sold the toy rights in advance of the film to Hasbro. They gave him $100 million for the toy rights before the movie had ever even entered production. And he used that $100 million to finance the film. Fox distributed the film but had no creative control. So he could do whatever he wanted. And so you have to approach it as like a, again, like a Godard film that, that, that uses your knowledge of, of the tropes of filmmaking to comment on those tropes. You know, you can't approach it as like a traditional film. You have to approach it as a film that knows it is a film and is using the aspects of filmmaking, uh, the tropes of it to comment on, on how entertainment serves as a distraction from things in, from the things in the world that actually matter. You know, that it is a, a cover for the ideological shifts and the, the historical forces that are at work in the world. And yes, I have completely lost my mind. I'm so happy I made you watch The Love Guru. <laughs> yeah, so those are the two movies I watched today, The Love Guru and The Phantom Menace. Bro. God, that rock. I'm like that of that. What? I'm so happy I made you watch The Fucking Love Guru. Imagining you have this whole—it's like everything you said. Like I fucking first off, everything you said, I understood one hundred percent. Second off, second off, second off. No, okay. Let me let me just say. Imagine you watching that, coming up with that grand narrative, right, 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 right. That 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 thesis you just did, right? That your incredibly racist, clan-loving professors, right, in film school would have been like, oh my god, amazing, fantastic. By Let me way, just say, by the briefly, way, have you ever seen the jazz singer? It's my favorite comedy. Okay, continue. Let me just say briefly, the, the actual answer is he's, you know, 
It's just what happens when someone who like has been completely isolated on a, on a ranch from any humans in like 20 years and was always more interested in toys than like actual humans anyway. It's just the kind of movie they make when they have like no one telling them no. Because it's really, it's just a bad movie where every creative choice was like com- the wrong one. Um, I like, you know, I like an, what you said. But well, well, yes. watching, watching it from that lens makes it so much better because like that's the thing is that like, yeah, like, I mean, crazy that he may i mean i guess it's a prequel i think it would have been best if these movies were made in the 70s and then the 70s movies were made when those movies were made because you really would have gotten like the like that's the thing like because you're right if you don't know that palpatine becomes the emperor if he's just senator palpatine and he's just like 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 if you don't know that i mean that's I mean, I mean, like you're like, oh my god, like you know what? I, like, 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 like you're right because like it's incredibly unassuming, and in the moment it makes sense, and you see why these characters are acting this way. But I think you're right. I think he is just George Lucas is just a fucking dummy, big nerd. That guy's a nerd. But he, I mean, at the same time, he was always like a a political filmmaker, at least until he made Star Wars. Like he, you know, his first movie is like THX one one three eight, which is a you know dystopian sci fi. Then he made uh, American Graffiti, which is like supposed to be this like, you know, kind of good time 50s comedy, but is really about like the generation that is about to be sacrificed in Vietnam. You know, that's kind of the thing that like hangs yeah. over the whole film. He was, he was actually supposed to direct Apocalypse Now and had like a completely different idea of how to do it. Like he was essentially going to make it as a documentary, like just send like a very small camera crew into the jungle to make this like guerrilla style and then like actually splice in like actual footage from Vietnam into the film. And then like Coppola took over and did the complete opposite thing. But yeah. like he was someone who was interested in like, you know, political filmmaking um but just you know again has like no idea how humans operate and just kind of removed everyone from his creative process whoever told him no and just had you know completely lost the thread you you ever think if the battle droids all (laughs) fired at once you could probably take down a jedi because like that's the thing they fire in like oh. it's like withering gunfire you know what i mean right Sorry. they're not wither you know what i mean right they kind of shoot what is i want to know what jackie's laughing at what oh. maybe videos yeah uh, okay fucking oh women like they need to come up with like a different model because they're all just every single one of them they just watch like puppy videos they're all every woman loves the exact same thing every woman they all just like watching cute videos I'm just kidding. Women are great. Women are, this is, this is, this is a woman respecting and woman defending podcast. This podcast loves women. I love them. One woman. So can I ask you seriously, how insane did I sound when I was going on that ramp? What? Oh no. You, no, you sounded fine. <laughs> okay. Well, you want to sign each other movies? No, wait, no, no. The entire time I just kept thinking, it's so funny that you had this experience where you came up with this grand unifying theory. And I'm sure in your little, in your little, in your little mind, in your little beautiful mind with your beautiful face that I just want to, just want to pinch your cheeks. I want to pinch your cheeks. I'm not talking about those ones, buddy. Anyway, what's it called? No, no, no. The idea that, that you watch that, you're like, holy shit, I think I did it. All right, now to watch this. Then you had to watch the love guru. It was actually I, the other way around. I watched The Love Guru first, and The Phantom Menace was my chaser. You know what's so funny? It's just, th- this podcast is really just about the slow progression 
of you becoming me because I keep showing you these movies. I feel like that is kind of the, the meta arc of it. I can feel myself becoming more Matt. Exactly. Like, like it's not dumber. I mean, it's not not dumber, but it's also like <laughs> not just dumber. Like it's dumb. It's dumber in a very specific way that ultimately makes you impervious to kind of anything ever hurting you. And it's honestly why I'm so powerful. <laughs> and why your friend who is worried about me should really be worried about himself because I'm coming for him. He's worried about you. I don't know. Rob's friend named Dan. They're all named Dan. I don't even know if it's Dan, but they're all named Dan. It is one of the Dans. And he did say that he did say on the, uh, uh, the, the other podcast that we do, the most recent episode, you sounded normal again. So congratulations. (laughs) Well, that was, that was, that was, that was like at the very beginning of all of this. Yeah. I I I am the red dragon. He, you are, he is witness to a great becoming. Have you okay, seen all right. All right, Cowboy, what, what movie do you want me to watch? What's it called? All right, well, what's it called? You're going to watch Sucker Punch. Ooh, okay. Mm. Are yeah, we, we going to pretend that we didn't talk about this beforehand? Yeah, is we talked about it before. And, and really, that one came as a request from our listener. Okay, we have two listeners. We have Dan, apparently, and we have Aaron. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so those are our two listeners. So Dan, well, if you want thing, to request a movie, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, Dan, yeah, Dan, go ahead. Dan, if you want to come on the pod and debate me about my ideas and about Kabbalah, you go right ahead. Dan, Dan, open invite. Come on the pod. I will destroy. Also, I did. I sent the link to my mom, so she might actually listen to these, but I don't think she has yet. Then um, I am sorry for everything I've said about women. <laughs> oh. oh, that's fine. Uh, I figure. I figure on this one we don't talk about. I. 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 I mean, she's Catholic, but. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So yes. Oh my God. Unlike us Jews, zero magic. Definitely. Go read your Kabbalah. I will. I'm gonna make you Kabbalah. No, but uh, yeah, yeah. I actually have seen Sucker Punch, and I'm pretty sure I had a good time watching. Yeah, we can talk about that more next time because I've actually got another similar story to yours. Not about that movie, but you know, just we can go into a whole discussion about that. But anyway, those battle droids that had the shields. Yeah, it it, very little of the movie makes sense. You can't you can't think about any of it for like more than two seconds. Colors on the droids mean it it denotes uh, rank and um, and and job. So like the the yellow ones are like captains and generals and shit which if you have the ability to make some of them uh more tactically mindful uh why not just come on i really think if you had put me in charge of the battle droids i think i could have i mean no you just have them all fire at once on a jedi right you have them pick right you have them basically kind of surround them they all shoot at once that's the thing you're all shooting one at a time and you go you all shoot at once they can only block some of them Sorry, also, you know how they, they, they kind of walk around really awkwardly, almost like they're kind of like the, their their butts are stuck out a little bit, like they're a, 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 like a child who's like pooped their diaper. Um, oh yeah. They walk they walk like that. They were originally supposed to be operate or like animated with their hips facing in the other direction, the normal direction, but there was like a a like a very fixable glitch where they they came out like that. Um, and George Lucas was like, no, I like that. Let's stick with that. What a dick. Yeah, no, he sucks. Is he um, on Skinwalker Ranch? What? Is he on Skinwalker Ranch? Skywalker. Okay. Skinwalker Ranch is a different one. 
Jesus. Okay, well, I, I am assigning you Wings of Desire for next time. And I feel like this is really, mm-hmm. this is going to be the one that gets you. I'm, I'm pretty confident in that. I'm already excited. Directed by Vim Vendors. It's German. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay. I, I do just want to say, if I may, like, the the screaming. There were numerous times during Dog's Youth where Matt just started screaming. <laughs> I don't think this movie will produce that reaction. I mean, maybe just out of, like, his own hatred of it, but I don't, there aren't as many, like, what-the-fuck moments. Oh, my God. Wings of Desire is one of cinema's loveliest city symphonies fuck you rob (laughs) about berlin oh my god oh my fucking god you're gonna hate it so much you're gonna hate it what year oh my god you know what join us next week where i defend the bombing of dresden (laughs) all right well yeah Look forward to, uh, I already forgot the name of it. Uh, I wanted to say Shock Corridor, but that is a Samuel Fuller movie. Oh, Sam. He's a good director. Oh, Um, we played bridge together at the JCC. uh, Shock Collar, that's also not it. That's also a different movie. Um, What is it called? I was actually in Shock Collar. What yeah, is it called? Tell me what it's called. I can't remember. What? It's called, it's called uh, the titty one. What's it called? Uh, Sucker Punch. Sucker Punch. Yes. Join us next time for Sucker Punch and Wings of Desire. That that is oh, the hell of bro, a. Can I just tell you there somewhere. are no titties in it? I really thought there were going to be titties in it when I watched it. When yeah, I- that's that's mostly what Aaron was talking about when he like I I saw him earlier today and he was just like describing how it's like he really thought it was going to be like a titty movie and there weren't really titties in it and somehow that was worse. Uh, honestly, the the more I learn about Aaron's take on this, the more I'm kind of like I get why I I kind of get a relationship now, mine and his. It's like yeah, yeah, because exact same thought process. I still I still manage to have pretty good time watching it. Join us next week where where uh, we talk about what guess what I'm talking about. Folks. All anyway, right. My name has been Matt. My name continues to be Rob. Uh, oh, you know what you could do? You could rate and review on iTunes. That's a thing oh, people yeah. say at the end of podcasts. If you want to bump us up? To, no one's ever going to listen to this. Don't bother. Bro, Don't, how know. funny would it be if we became one of the most listened to film podcasts? There, there uh, are, how many of those are there? This has been two hours, and we have barely discussed either of the movies involved. We have mostly talked about like race, science, and jerking off. Yeah, that's yeah. Well, they there are about a million other film podcasts they can listen to. To listen about film, they come here for one reason and one reason only, and that is that is the vibes, the good times to form to listen to my wife viciously attack my completely correct opinions about women, and then literally almost a grown woman, 40 years old, almost peeing her pants over some sort of cat video. This is, yeah, I, I, I know she's not actually laughing at us, but it does feel spiritually correct for like this whole podcast to just have a woman laughing at the two of us in the background. <laughs> Why, for us being super cool? And for yeah, us, exactly. Why are you laughing at Rob? Rob laughing has, at Rob's said. never sounded more sane in his life. No, I'm laughing at what he said. Hey, you're not on, you're not on the podcast. <laughs>
My name has been Matt. Have a good night. You look so good. Fantastic man. Hi, I'm Trent Looters. And I'm Jay Kel. Tonight is all about champions. But before we get going, I'd like to start by thanking my own personal champions. The fans who supported me with their cards and letters during my recent addiction to peyote buttons and Frangelico. I've already apologized to my friends, my family, and my God. And now I'd like to apologize to Dame Judy Dench for my vicious and brutal attack. I'm sorry, Judy, you did not deserve that. And I hope the staples come out soon. Over to you, Trent. Base, Jay!